Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend, Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? I am feeling pretty good. Good. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, uh, how's your week been? Uh, look, pretty standard, pretty cold. Mm, uh, yep. Pretty busy, thanks to the, all these like, kids not being at school. Oh, tell me about it. I've literally today was my, well, it was, I was DJing, so it wasn't really a, a shift as such, but I, I still had to go into work, but uh, it was the last day I had to go into work since last Tuesday, not Tuesday this week, Tuesday before. I've been there every day since then. Um, so that's been fun. <laughs> yeah, good times. Um, but apart from that, yeah. like... Uh pretty pretty lazy <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean like when I, i'd get home from work and i'd just be like well i'm just gonna sit on the couch and watch tv which is evident because I, that's all i did was watch tv because it's evident in what i've been playing this week which is nothing yeah, um and you didn't even watch what i wanted you to watch i know i didn't i went to watch it a few times i watched the first episode and then um we watched it before we went and saw spider-man so i should that's that's i did do some stuff in the weekend i, I was i saw spider-man homecoming um, which was awesome. It's very, very good. Uh, and then a day later, I also went and saw an advanced screening of Baby Driver, which is also very, very good. But did you see um, Edgar Wright? I didn't see Edgar Wright, unlike oh. some of our friends. A friend of the show, Sean Kirkpatrick, who was at a screening tonight with Edgar Wright and Ansel Egort and someone else as well. And, and our other good friend, Liam Quarters, was there. And Liam was there as well, yes, yes. A few, a few, a few good friends just... I got, a, I got a like a Snapchat from him of, mm. uh, of like Edgar right up and said, I was like, hey, this is fine. It's fine. I, I was talking to him about it on Monday at D&D and they, um, we were talking about the movie because they'd already seen it as well. They saw an early screening last week and we were saying how much we really enjoyed it and they're like, yeah, we're going to see it and Edgar, the Edgar Wright Q&A this week and I'm like, yeah, I saw the tickets went on sale. Uh, I saw that there were tickets um, that were being put on sale and by the time I went to get them, they were sold out. So, um, you've got to be quick, unfortunately. unfortunately. Mm, Yeah. But both awesome movies, like, like both movies that the more I I came out of and went, yeah, I really enjoyed those. And then the more I thought about each of them, the more I'm like, holy fuck, they were really good. Um, Spider-Man, especially, I think it's the best Spider-Man movie they've ever, that they've made. In my opinion, I think it's great. Tom Holland is a perfect Spider-Man. He, he hits that. The, the the nail on the head right between like being a good Spider-Man and a good Peter Parker. I was gonna um, say it's probably a bit easy to say that coming off of two, the two amazing Spider-Man movies, which were not yeah. great in my opinion. Well, the first Amazing Spider-Man was good, and I watched half of the second one and I lost interest. <laughs> I, it, it, I was on my honeymoon, so like I was really tired, and I was like, "There." Uh, to and be I, fair, it sounds like most people didn't really pay attention to Amazing Spider-Man. No, 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 no. I, I like. I think I just finished watching Kill Bill Volume Two, which is a good like, movie. It was a fucking great movie. I was on a super high for that, and then I I, I started watching Amazing Spider Man Two. And I'm like, oh, right, cool. You know, I, I want to watch this, and then just didn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Andrew Garfield, but alas, this is not a movies podcast, unfortunately. No. But uh, Karen, as I said, I have not played anything new this week. I've dabbled in everything that I've been talking about over the last few weeks and some from like months ago, like uh, Yakuza Zero. Um, and I played a bit of Gona, some Mario Kart, Overwatch, all those, all, all, all the, the regular 
uh, culprits, but uh, nothing new to report here. Although I did order a copy of Near Automata today, so or Automata. Is it Automata or Automata? I don't know. You're going to have to pick a pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'm hoping they say it in the game. They probably oh, won't. I but... don't think they... I mean, they might. <laughs> I mean, from what I hear, that game has 65 million endings, so... Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, it'll, uh... pop up, it'll pop up somewhere. I'm excited because I've, I've heard it's roughly about, like, maybe for, like, the longest playthroughs, maybe, like, 10 to 12 hours. So I'm like, that's good. I like that. Because I feel, I, I feel like I'll be accomplishing things. And I think you've got to get through, like, three of them for, like, to get sort of the full story. Um, I don't when, know. When I, like, because you've also, because you told me this, I'm also going to pick it up. I'm yeah. going for, like, every ending. Oh, me too, absolutely. Me too, because I've heard it's amazing, so I'm I'm very excited to play it. And it's like, you know, from playing the demo and, and the fact that it's it's Platinum Games, it's, yes, I, I'll, I'll play the shit out of it, so. And Yoko Taro. Oh, yes, fuck yeah. He's a, because he's a weird, crazy guy, but mm, he's a very interesting character. Um, but I'm but intrigued Tom, by him. Yes, me too. Yeah, I'm intrigued by what he does as well. Um, but Karen, tell me what you've been playing. Well, uh, mine is sort of the same story as yours, Joel. You know, a bit of Overwatch here, and I tried some morally dangerous, but there's been some not hugely affecting server issues this week, but I know one night in particular, I'm like, I'm going to dig into Elite Dangerous tonight, and it was down for maintenance for five hours, and I was like, okay, oh, maybe I won't it's... play this then, I guess. It's like, it's a sign. <laughs> yeah. So instead, I bought a digital copy of Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I've only played, like, maybe two hours, so it's really hard to really give a good idea of what I think of it, but... Okay. I really like Final Fantasy XII, and I really like this re-release of Final Fantasy XII, if that is anything to go by. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm hoping to put more time in over the weekend, so hopefully next week I can offer something more substantial. The yep. initial thing that I like is, again, from... twelve had the license board system, where you could mm-hmm. sort of, like, build your characters how you wanted them. It was like, you know, the, did you play Final Fantasy X? No, very, very, very little of it, yeah. Are you, do you know the Sphere Grid, though? Uh, yeah, I'm sort of familiar with the Sphere Grid, yeah. Yeah, so the License Board was basically 12's version of that, and it sort of just lets you construct the characters how you wanted, which was fine, but I kind of like the... Imp- like, there's a bit more weight to your choices in 12, because basically, at the gate, for Vaughn, the main character, uh, you mm-hmm. get to pick from a series of classes, and that's the class that he is. It's like... <laughs> okay, so you- right. You pick Locked a class in. and that's it. I've heard down the road you can get a, like a secondary class to get some different abilities and stuff. But who knows how long that is. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I, I kind of... Because I really like the job system in Final Fantasy, so I'm excited to see what doors that opens. But uh, what right. I can say is so far, it looks good. The cutscenes look really nice, like upscaled. Um, voice acting is still pretty impressive. Soundtrack is reorchestrated, sounds incredible. And combat is still fun. So, awesome. Uh, but Joel, I have played something else. Yes, Kyra. <laughs> I I already told you before the show that I was I was gonna be a bit of a of a wise ass with this one. But I, <laughs> screw it. What's the point? Uh, yeah. Over over the weekend, I was watching a fair bit of uh, Games Done Quick, which was of course worth checking out if you're interested in speedrunning or just good causes because you know they raise a lot of money for charity. And we'll get to that soon. Yes. Uh, and they every every year. Every game's done quick. It's twice a year, so every every six months or so, I guess. Uh, comes the Super Metroid speedrun. There's usually one sort of twist on it. 
throughout the the uh, the event, and yep. uh, of course with that comes the save or kill the animals. Mm-hmm. Which for those who haven't played Super Metroid, in which case, what's wrong with you? First of all, uh, save or kill the animals refers to the fact that there are some friendly little critters that Samus can save as Zebes is blowing up. Which is like obviously after you defeat Mother Brain, you get a three-minute countdown until the yep. planet just is exploded. So you basically flee, and you can just leave these poor creatures locked up to die on the planet, <laughs> which is of course a monstrous thing to do. Yep. Uh, but unfortunately for this year, so it becomes like a, a donation war that does. Yeah, I think they raised something crazy for this alone was like a quarter of a million dollars. Oh my god! Just to save or kill the animals. Unfortunately, the animals died. Yep. This time they so. always do because that, that's the thing with the with, with the the reason for killing the animals is is you save frames, which is yeah. Obviously, in a in a in a speed run is is paramount, but they lived yeah. at uh, at Awesome Games done quick back in January. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so yeah. It, it comes and goes. This time, I died. It's very uh, rare though that they that they live. It's I always more often part. than not. It's yeah. I always do my part to keep those animals alive. So I figured, <laughs> you know what? Since they killed them, I want to save them. So I decided to replay Super Metroid. Uh, what can I say, Joel? It's man, this game's just just the best. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just no, no. Start it, to finish. It is a fucking solid game. Solid game. Yeah, I I played it on my new Nintendo 3DS because my Switch is. I'm oh, not my Switch. I wish I could play it on my Switch, but not yet. Uh, my Wii U is currently not unplugged and packed up, but it is unplugged from like the power point of the TV, and I yep. really couldn't be bothered fiddling around with like all those HDMI cables and power yeah. cables and the gamepad and. Ugh. I mean, it's Super Metro, but is it really worth it for the, yeah, for the, well, the when Wii I, When I already have it on my 3DS, which is sitting next to me. Exactly. Ready to go. Uh, and portable as well, so you can like yeah. watch TV while you're playing it. Exactly. Well, it's not a game that you need to really pay a whole bunch of attention to because you've played it that many times as well. So Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was nice to have that option. And just how good that game is, just like from the opening... Like, you know, the last Metroid mm-hmm. is in captivity, the galaxy is at peace, just oh, mm-hmm. arriving at the space colony, and then bam, Ridley's there. Yep. I mean, it just kicks off straight away, that place self-destructs, and you're like, okay, God, where am I going now? To the planet? Fine. And then that place is huge. Yep. And you sort of just have to, I mean, it, obviously, it's different when you play it a lot, because you know yeah. where to go pretty easily, but like, there's a lot of ways you can go... And, so you, and, like, you can go a certain distance before you hit, like, a dead end and the game goes, all right, you better turn back. You need to get some different power-ups. And I kind of really exactly. dig that about it. It's It was, like, a very ahead of its time. I mean, uh, we've spoken about it before, the fact that it, it, it spawned a genre as well, like, you know, between that and Castlevania. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 impressive that, that that sort of, like, foreshadowing right down to, the like, the fact that you start the game off with that, that countdown timer and escaping... Um, mm. which again happens at the end of the game. So it's it's like, you know, it's it's preparing you for everything you need to be prepared for in advance, which is mind-blowingly good. Exactly. And like, even though the world is surprisingly large for like a Super Nintendo game, mm. and you can find yourself lost sometimes, it's it's usually pretty easy to get back on track, which I also really appreciate. Yeah, and the, the map's usually pretty good as, as well. So you can yeah. sort of like see where you've been and where you haven't been yet or where you could potentially go. And it's like, oh, okay, I've got this new power-up. Where have I not been yet? And you can look on the map and go, all right, 
this area here has an area I haven't explored yet. Oh, I've got like the you know double jump now. I get a little screw attack. I can I can get up that high area that I couldn't get up before, and it's sort of yeah. It, yeah, it, it's it's got that that classic like like feel that I feel like came uh, through with um in Breath of the Wild as well, where I think we said about it when we were talking about the the game, um the fact that it makes you feel smarter than the game. Yeah, and it's just like, like the, the yeah. smallest thing is all it takes sometimes. We are like, aha, mm-hmm. I figured it out. And even though deep down you know the game's just like, oh good, he figured it out. I was yeah trying to nudge him that way. It's just yep. enough that you still feel like you're the one who, who had that little light bulb moment. Yeah, it doesn't make you feel dumb, which is great, yeah. Yeah, which is... Ne- it's never fun when you like just get stumped in a game like that and you're like tearing your hair out trying to figure out what to do next. And that's yep. the biggest thing that sometimes will put me off a of Metroidvania because it happens in some of them. Like yep. You just don't know where to go and it's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, not a problem for Super Metroid, which is, of course, a masterclass at the Metroidvania <laughs> genre. Uh, in design and aesthetics and sound design oh, and yeah, that soundtrack, man. Yep, uh, it's uh, it's very impressive. And like the simple but eloquent story of just the Sa- like Samus and the baby Metroid and how that comes to a head at the end, where the baby Metroid say sacrifices itself. Spoilers yep. mm-hmm. uh, to save Samus from other brain. Like I will never like. I, I probably have talked about it before. I talk about it a lot, but I'll never forget that moment where the, the Metroid latches on the mother brain, sucks all the life out of her, and then gives it to you. And as you're watching your health tanks fill up, you can see mother brain coming back to life, and you're like, oh, God. Yep. This isn't good. And then she blasts that baby Metroid, and you just watch it turn to dust. Yeah. And just like, right. Oh. Oh, I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. fucking murder you. Yep. No, it's, it's, uh, it's super impressive, like, the fact that uh, like you said, it is just a simple story, and it but it is so effective, and it is paced so well. Um, and some of those, like I, I guess you would call them cutscenes, but they're not really. But like those those story beats that happen throughout the game are just super impressive. Um, yeah, and it's and again, Metroid as well with with Kraid as well, where where he like reappears and things. The Kraid fake out is still one of my favorite things in that it's game. It's so good. Yeah. So again, for those who aren't first in the way of Metroid, uh. If you ever if you ever look up the original Metroid for the NES, like the Kraid Sprite, because it was the NES, the Kraid Sprite is about like maybe a little bigger than the Samus Sprite. Yeah. You know, limitations and all that. In Super Metroid, he's basically the first main boss you really see. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you don't count the spore spawn and a couple of statues and all that, which I don't. I feel like Kraid yeah. is the first boss in that game. He's like the first named boss essentially. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh so you're you're approaching uh, you approach this you approach Kraid basically and you're like oh wow alright here we go I'm fighting Kraid he's shooting spikes at me you just sort of dodge them and take him out you're like alright I did it oh this is so yep. bad yeah and you just go open a door behind him and then no 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 there's Kraid and he's like three times as large as you and you're like oh this is a bit more intimidating but I'll I'll have a go at it yep. and you pull off a couple of shots and then he gets even bigger and you're like okay I'm playing mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo that's right oh good god yep. It's a really cool fake out. It's yeah, it's really impressive. It's uh, again, like it, it puts that pressure on you and uh, really makes you sort of uh, turn you on your head when you think you've got everything under control. Uh, yeah, but not in a way that's like uh, inaccessible or overwhelming. Like maybe like a Souls game sometimes. Um, yeah, well, it's also again 
probably not not maybe immediately at the time, but when like looking back on it, it does feel like it is just playing on that expectation. Like you see that small Kraid and you're like, cool, that's Kraid. I'm going to kill Kraid and get my power up and I'm all good. And then you yeah. find Kraid's actually the one in the next room and he is a lot bigger than you were expecting. Yeah. And it, it's, it's I, I guess it's a shame because we'll, we, we'll probably won't see like such a, 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 a noticeable difference in things like, um, like character models and things like that, because now technology's pretty, pretty well off that we're we're doing okay. If you have like a monster rig PC, you're going to be seeing that game as the best it's going to look, um, and it's going to look like that for a while, basically. Yeah. Uh, whereas this, like, like you said, going from the NES to the SNES, and seeing these character models that you think you know what to expect, and just being completely thrown off guard, and having those. Oh my god! Moments. Yeah, um, it was just on visuals alone is impressive. It was pretty special back in the back in the day. Mm. And yeah, man, the visuals in that game they still hold up. The atmosphere oh god, yeah. still holds up. The music holds up. Mm-hmm. The bosses, yeah, like, there's a lot of good bosses in that game. Yep. Uh, more the, uh, like the f- on, like playing through it again, more than I honestly remembered. Yeah, yeah, no, and that that feeling of isolation that that is so important with like the Metroid. Like it's so synonymous with the Metroid franchise. Absolutely, it, yeah. You know, uh, you know, give or take a few uh, iterations, but like, well, that's you know, the thing, though, isn't it? Like the ones that don't have that isolation do feel like weaker Metroid games, in my opinion. Absolutely, oh, not absolutely. bad, not necessarily bad ones, but like the isolation is part of what makes the series what it is. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, having all these like like jumping into Prime and and, and having all these like areas and worlds essentially to, to explore and that that i mean that soundtrack oh boy um beautiful. in a beautiful is, is stunning like just and so eerie and like slightly unsettling but also comforting in a way it's just i perfect. i always get the talent for overworld songs stuck mm-hmm. in my head and I love yeah it. it's it's great i mean but yeah now super metroid is uh is like you said it's a it's a master class in design it, it is there's a reason why people are trying to to replicate and ha- are still co- constantly trying to replicate that that formula in their yeah. games. So um, if you haven't played it, uh, definitely either get a Switch and wait for a virtual console, or try to get your hands on a Super Nintendo Classic because you yep. should play this game. You really should. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Should. It's it's one of like the classic games that I actually have played, and it's uh, <laughs> my, my classics uh, like. Uh, knowledge is is very limited in certain things i played a lot of like stupid games and weird games and dumb games like uni races sort of, or whatever it was hey uni uni races is fucking excellent that bring it is, on man bring it that on. game is excellent and stunt race fx fucking brilliant <laughs> it's it was like a 3d racer game and it was it ran at like three frames a second and it was it's bad but it was so much fun to play and all the cars looked like they had like big eyes and stuff. It was weird. It was <laughs> it's weird honestly, game. Joel, it sounds weird. It's super weird, but I but loved it. I, like used to the, play, I used to froth that shit. The Super Nintendo was a weird time. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's 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 almost like you know we sort of saw a resurgence with that with the Wii, I guess, with like a lot of those like shovelware like licensed titles that were just like chucked on there because it was like just to make a cheap buck because it had like you know the name of, of of something popular on there or it did something different. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, yes. But honestly, yeah, that's what the bulk of my time has been playing. Uh, nice. I 
I was mostly doing it to see how well I remember that game, and it wasn't great, but I did manage right. to get like 84% item collection in like five hours, which is pretty terrible in the eyes of speedrunners, I'm sure. Oh, but, oh yeah, but... But I mean, uh, look, a good time. Uh, yeah, the important thing is you got to play a classic, one of your favorites, and, and have a good old time with it uh, again. And you know what? I want to be able to do on the Switch. So, Nintendo, if yes. you could just hurry up and make that happen, that'd be great. Yeah, come on. Hey, start of next year, man. That's where we're going to hear all about that stuff. It'll be amazing. I can't wait. Yep. Yes. Yes, it will. But uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing, really. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah, like I said, I haven't done anything. So, I've worked. I played the, I played the life game. It was, it was crap. It's yeah, I, was, I, was, I played a bit of a life game and... When I wasn't playing the live game, I was playing like a 20-odd-year-old game, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's dive into some news. Uh, it's been a pretty quiet week. Um, that uh, that post E3 lull has definitely settled in. Um, post E3 and- lull, and like, before, like, you can... The, the storm is ahead. You can see it right oh, yeah. over there. Yeah. Like, all these games lined up, ready to destroy us. Like, it's coming. It's Again, we'll, we'll return to that later on in the episode as well. Yes. But, uh, so, we, uh, uh, Karen, you scrounged together some, uh, some, some good stuff here that we can talk about. Um, so, we're going to kick it off with Summer Games Done Quick. As you mentioned before, the, uh, the reason you went back and played Super Metroid uh, was on the uh, last week, wasn't it? It goes for a week. Uh, yeah, week it went from, like, I think, Sunday through Sunday or Monday mm-hmm. through Monday, something like that. Yeah, it's always like a yeah, week-long event. Um, if you're not familiar with, with uh, like, Summer Games Done Quick, or Games Done Quick in general, it's, a, like, like you said, a week-long event that's basically, like, the creme de la creme of the speedrunner world coming yeah. together. And, 24-7 um, for that full period. Yep, and just streaming on Twitch constantly and uh, playing all manner of games in all manner of ways and times, and it's just it's it's a sight to see. Like if you've never watched any speedruns from from the games done quick events, like do yourself a favor and go and check them out because they one will make you feel super inadequate at games. Oh yeah, um, definitely. And uh, but they'll also like give you just sort of like you know a newfound respect for some games that you feel like you might know pretty well. Um, and just the, the way people can like, like those like, like ways that they like do doing different movements so they can reprogram the cartridge to do certain things. So they can skip areas. That stuff breaks my mind. I, I have no idea how any oh, of that works. It's well, just insane. Well, yeah, definitely. There's a couple of things specifically I, I would talk about. Definitely. that I saw throughout the, the event that I was just like, I, oh, okay, really? Yep. That's amazing. But uh, basically, first of all, let's just say that they raised a pretty healthy amount of money. Oh, yeah. It was $1.7 million. Right, yeah. For the charity Insane. Doctors Without Borders, which is obviously a good cause. And that's, uh, yeah, they're, they're still, I think donations are still open and they they have like a, like merchandise and stuff you can buy. And I think, proceeds from that go towards it as well yeah so well, they're probably still collating things so at the event both the yeti and fan gamer had a bunch of amazing like gdq themed paraphernalia yeah amazing shirts uh fan gamer had like uh nes cartridges with like games done quick like logos on them and stuff like that it was awesome. there's a lot of really cool stuff i think it was the yeti has my favorite thing which is like a again to bring it back to super metroid they've got a coin yep which on one side is, like, save the animals. It's got a picture of, like, you know, the happy animals that you save. 
Yep. Uh, the other side is kill the animals, and it's Samus with like a skull in her visor, and uh, it's oh, a very awesome. cool coin. I got it last year, uh, no, earlier this year actually, when I was voting to save the animals. And that's it's, right, it's yeah, awesome. Did you uh, did you end up buying that t shirt you were looking at? No, but it is still up, so I'm uh, going to get it when I get paid next week. It's in it. Yeah. Do you mean the amazing Metroidvania one? Yeah, the Metroidvania oh. Metallica one. Yeah, oh, that's that was, good. It's really cool. Uh, I really like the look of that. But yeah, so like 1.7 million dollars—that's insane. That's yeah, nuts. Is uh, and it, up by more than half a million dollars over previous year's summer games done quick. They just keep going from strength to strength every year. They just keep smashing their like previous records, and it's, yeah, it's yeah. super impressive to see. And I think I think it's at the point now where I think the games done quick events are more well known. Like a lot more people know about them now. Like, I mean, three or four years ago, I had no idea they existed. And now, I, I, I mean, I always say I'm going to watch them, and I never do. But I always end up trying to catch a, a few of the, the replays on uh, on, um, on on video on demand, like on YouTube or something like yeah. that later on. Yeah. Um, but the uh, $1.7 million, we should mention too, was uh, donated to Doctors Without Borders. Yes. Um, which is pretty, pretty damn cool. Um, and there was uh, more than 130 speedrun attempts. There was some controversy as well this year. Uh, um, which one was which was the controversy with the with the clock? Apparently, the clock was counting to like the timer was uh, was off by somehow. And uh, yeah, I I think I remember them. I think they talked about the clock a bit in the Metro Fusion run. Yeah, because apparently there was a Super Monkey Ball run that was like amazing um, that didn't count because of it oh. uh, and I, I don't know if they got a chance that there was talk of them like having a, an opportunity to run it again that's right um so yeah there was a couple of runs i think it was like the first four or five runs that were that were sort of negated ah um, dang yeah I, I haven't got that information in front of me i should have pulled that up i just remembered about it then i i heard uh, i think funhouse were talking about it on the podcast last week um on the on the dude suit podcast uh, yeah, but apparently the timer was like out of out of sync, and it was it was counting like slower than it should be, and yeah, it's sort of, or, or faster than it should be for some reason. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm sure you can find out about that. There was a bit of controversy at uh, at, at Summer Games Done Quick this year. Well, at, at an event all about speed running, that's definitely gonna raise some eyebrows. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, you'd never think that like a clock would be yeah out of sync like it's like a cl- it's a clock a clock has like yeah. one purpose and it's to exactly count time at the appropriate increments so yeah <laughs> uh but yeah a couple of amazing things that i that i picked up on again there's a full list of videos on demand you can track down on like the, the speed running subreddit and like honestly if you just go to youtube and search for games done quick or on twitch yeah, i think there's a well. channel as well for games done quick yeah there is um even mm. then you could also just check like the speed run archive or speed demos archive i forget the actual web url but again if you search it you'll find it yeah uh so there's heaps of stuff some of the stuff that i that i really enjoyed watching was a ridiculous metroid fusion speed run which was right. the the catch was it was zero percent. Okay, so yeah, I did hear about this, but I I, I wanted to know about this. Uh, so to do a zero percent run, basically you've got to, you can only pick up story items, no expansions, right. and you've got to finish the game. And oh. dang, the guy did it in like an I think it the in game clock counted he because the I think for Metroid Fusion and I think most Metroids, but at least Fusion, the game only really counts time when Samus is on screen. 
So like menus okay. and picking up items and all that sort of stuff doesn't really run the clock. So we, I think his final time was something like 50 minutes to beat Ooh. this game 0%. And That's insane. If you played Metro Fusion, there's some horrible mm-hmm. bosses and this guy just made relatively short work of him and I was just like, yep. that's fine, it's fine, don't I worry. I think that was the first, that was probably one of the first Metro games I actually finished. Yeah, it's um, it's really good. It's a bit linear, a but game. it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I, I think the best thing about that game is the color palette. Oh, it's gorgeous. The color palette is stunning. It still looks game. good. Yeah, looks amazing. Uh, um, there was also an incredibly chill. Again, this is not a this is not a speed run you're going to put on and just watch because it goes for a while. But oh, if yeah. you if you're looking for something to have on in the background for about eight hours, yep. Uh, this is an incredible Final Fantasy VII speed run, which I absolutely recommend. Like. I think that was on a Saturday night and I was just sort of, I was having dinner and playing some games and all that and I sort of had it running in the background and it was just super chill. Yep. The guys on the couch were really fun to listen to. They sort of like, it was it was basically like an abridged Final Fantasy VII. Like if you're curious about seven and don't want to put 40 hours into it and also want to see some interesting speed running, like that's a good way to watch it. Which, yeah, like let's not gloss over the fact that this is, yeah, they finished... Final Fantasy VII in just under eight hours. Uh-huh. That's fucking insane. That is absolutely insanity. And there was, like, a lot of what the game came down to was they would, like, count steps and use that to, like, to basically plan out when certain encounters would happen and avoid, like, um, like oh, encounters God. that could be bad for them and just all sorts of crazy stuff, like breaking this game down to finish it as quickly as they can, and it was amazing. Just imagine, imagine having a game, Karen, and you just playing that game and nothing but that game for like two to three years, and just breaking down every single, knowing every in and out of that game. It's it's incredible. Do you think it? Do you think it ruins it for them? No, I think they have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Like if you if you cared so much about it, like um, I guess yeah, you you would find enjoyment in that kind of thing. It's just sometimes I wonder. It's like you're you're. Is it going to ruin the game for you, especially if it's a game that you have such a like an emotional attachment to? Because some of some of these guys do. Um, uh, I think it does vary game by game as well. Like for me personally, I think that one in particular would be tricky because it's eight hours. But some of these games, if they speed run in like an hour, hour and a half, I think that would be fine. Like it would just be so much fun to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another, and I guess, oh yeah, to do it to be the best in the world is. Oh yeah, and, you know, yeah. Speaking of best in the world, <laughs> mm-hmm. there was a speed run for Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And a funny thing behind that, like the guy actually doing the speed run broke or like set a new record in the practice room. Oh. But it, it wasn't captured. Oh. And no. everyone's like, oh, that's such a shame. But it's fine. Like when he actually went on stream to do the speed run. He didn't beat that record, but he still beat the actual previous best, oh. and it was recorded. So basically, he broke it once, and then broke the other one, and this time it was oh. like, that's amazing, but he broke it twice. Just two... T- oh, man, that's insane. But that's yeah. crazy. Like, there was this... Again, there's so many good, like, speedruns you can go check out. Um, Dark Souls ones are always a joy to watch, especially if you really struggled with that game, to watch these guys just oh. annihilate Dark Souls 3 in an hour 40. Yeah, I remember watching it. I think I watched a bit of the Bloodborne one from um, Awesome Games Done Quick. Yeah, it's nuts. It's actually nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, But it's a really cool event, and I can't wait for Awesome Games. 
Yeah. No, yeah, awesome games done quick, which I awesome think is game, usually yeah. in January, so Yeah. It's a few yeah. months off. Uh but if you don't have to if you don't want to wait that long and you want something a little closer to home, maybe something that you could potentially attend yourself. Uh, the uh, Australian Speedrunning Marathon is happening next weekend. Uh, it's uh, happening as a part of Avcon in uh, South Australia. Yes. Yes, yeah. Um, I think some of the guys from uh, from Day One DLC, they're, they're, they're based over there, and they go to Avcon. I've heard a bit about it. Apparently it's a really cool convention. Um, I hear and, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I actually want to try and get across to it one year. Maybe we should try and go next year. Maybe it's it's, should, it's July's not a bad time if it's when it is every year. We should, yeah, we should do that. Anyway, it's not that, that far year. away. Yeah, we could road trip that. It's like a stone's throw away. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, Maybe we'll do it next year. All right, done. All right, I like it. I like it. We'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, so they're doing a whole bunch of stuff there. Um, if you want to check it out, it's happening all next weekend. So if you can pry yourself away from Splatoon two or have it on in the background because don't forget Splatoon two handheld. Exactly. Yeah, play it in handheld mode and chuck it on the TV. Uh, it's worth noting that the Australian speedrunning marathon will be supporting Beyond Blue, which of course is a oh, fantastic good charity. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, so there's a there's a schedule. If you go to, I'm, I'm just going to spell out the website because it's I don't know how you pronounce it. <laughs> it's h o r a r o dot org slash asm twenty seventeen, and you can find like their schedules there for like. Their stations from there's a Avacon station one and two across July twenty second and twenty third, and also streams happening on July nineteen and twenty as well. Uh, oh, kicking off with an Undertale run, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I think actually, if I recall correctly, on the Sunday at three p.m. on Avacon station one is the guy who did the Metroid Fusion zero percent run. Oh, awesome! I'm pretty sure that's the guy from the from the Games on Quick, so that's cool. He must have been Australian, Great. even better. That's awesome. But yeah, some really interesting games there too. Firewatch, in roughly an hour. Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, and wow, there's some cool stuff. Uh, and these guys will also be at PAX, I'm pretty sure. They were at PAX last year, and I didn't get to spend oh. much time there. But uh, Well, hopefully they get a bit more. Oh man, there's a Lufia 2 one. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I played that game. And Lithia. I got stuck at a certain part. That that game is hard. Lithia is a good game. I don't remember which one it's I played. Good. I played a Super Nintendo one, and it was really good. I got I was, my, the one I played was like a pinky purpley cover. I think that's and, the one um, I played. I think I rented yeah. it a lot. I I my mum bought it for oh, me. Oh wow! It was it was it was super cheap, like at Target or something. And she was like, "All right, you can you know this game was cheap. I thought you might like it." And I played I played quite a lot of it. So it's probably the first JRPG I actually played. Um, but I remember getting stuck on a on a spider boss that kept fucking poisoning me and just wiping my team. Poison is the worst in RPGs. <laughs> oh, fucking oh, worst. Um, but yeah, there's some cool stuff there. Oh, there's a there's a fucking Toy Story run, and I'm assuming it's the Super Nintendo one. And that game is fucking difficult because <laughs> I I rented that one quite a lot because I'm a massive Disney Pixar fan. Um, if you know me personally, you'll know that I have Luxor Jr., the logo for Pixar, tattooed on me. Um, and I so I played that game a lot, and I remember having to use cheats to even see some of those levels in that game. Some cool stuff in it, though. There's a level like where you, for, like in the movie where you're sneaking into Pizza Planet, and you're actually hiding in like the um, the like the soda can, like the soda container, uh, and the the, the 
the burger container and you've got to like walk along and when kids you see kids running past and you've got to like duck down and like pretend to be rubbish the super, um, super so nintendo like a, was a good time man oh yeah yeah man Good, good fun. Good fun. Additionally, this isn't. I just, I honestly just remembered this. Uh, I haven't written it down by notes or anything. But this weekend there's also a Final Fantasy speedrunning marathon as well. So, oh really? If you're interested in Final Fantasy in general, like they're doing speedruns, I think from this Friday or Saturday, like for a couple of days. So, oh cool. Look that awesome. up on the old Google because that'll probably have some interesting stuff. That you'll be like, wow, it took me sixty hours to beat this game. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of spending 60 hours in a JRPG, oh, yeah, we got some bad news. Uh, so Nino Kuni has been delayed to 2018, uh, as reported by Polygon today. Uh, there was a there was a video from uh, uh, Akiro uh, Hino, the the uh, director behind uh, Nino Kuni 2: Revenant Kingdom, um, and he basically says, uh, "quote." We've decided that the the more development time is required in order to deliver the full Nino Kuni two experience to our fans. I deeply apologize to who's to those who have been looking forward to this game's release. It was originally supposed to be. It was November. November? It, it was November yeah. sometime. Mm. Uh, uh, it sucks, but at the same time, it's probably better for this game's sales to Absolutely. not come out in November because I feel like it would have just gotten slaughtered. Yeah, and it's the type of game, too, where you're like, hey, look, you know what? If you need more time to make this game what it needs to be, take the time. Because this is, from what I played, I played a, a fair bit of Nino Kuni, and that game okay. just felt like I had a lot of love it's and care so in good. it. It's just, I, I wish I could go back and play it again. Um, I don't think I've got my copy of it anymore, unfortunately. Even if you did, like, but, it's stuck on PS3. Exactly, and that's the other reason why. Um yeah, like it's it was just just such a, I mean, heartbreaking intro to that game, and then it had this like amazing world to explore, and it was just so colorful and vibrant, and it it just felt like it had that that Ghibli love in it. Um, and there was also some clarification on online features as well, because after E three, mm. a question came up regarding online and. Apparently, the answer hinted at multiplayer, and the internet obviously was whipped into a frenzy because multiplayer is a thing that he'll want. Yep. Uh, so the yeah, in June there was an interview with uh, Hino, and he basically said, "Yes, there will be mul- there will be multiplayer. You'll be able to play online with your friends in various capacities." But it's now been revealed that was an error. Okay. So he, he- right. Uh, Hino said today in the video statement, which you can you can watch if you wish, during a recent E3 interview session, I may have caused a misunderstanding with my comments regarding Nino Kuni 2's multiplayer content. I misunderstood the interview question, thinking it was about online content in general, and my answer referred to an on- to online announcements of in-game events. As a result of this, I wrongly gave the impression that the game features multiplayer content. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess like it happens. Like mistranslations happen. It- that's true, but do you think maybe they had something? I don't know. And they decided to ditch it recently. Maybe it seems like a weird thing to like to to mix up. Like it, I, again, I understand mistranslations happen, but I'm trying to think how you mistranslate like multiplayer content with online announcements yeah. of in-game events, and that's how you interact kind with of, friends. It's weird, especially when the quote from him was, "Yes, you will be able to play with your friends online in in some way, in some capacity." In, yeah, like, it's interesting, but not happening apparently. Nope, or, no. or it's but, a, a fake out. 
well and they're still working on it. They don't, yeah, they're not sure if it's actually going to make it in, but who knows. But uh, Nino Kuni 2 has been delayed until January 19th. It is our first uh, casualty, Joel. It is our first casualty, but plus side is comes out four days before my birthday. So, you know. Already, Joel, what, a great game what, coming out in 2018. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, what better way to celebrate my, my foray into my 30s than playing a... Uh, an animated cartoon JRPG. Um, no, man. Ghibli is magic. Absolutely. There's a there's a fucking Studio Ghibli festival happening at multiple places in Melbourne in the next couple of months. Um, Cinema Nova's doing, like, screenings of, like, nearly all the films, and so the ACMI as well. So I'm going to try and get along to a few of those, the ones I haven't seen, um, and prepare myself for the, the, the museum trip later on this year. Huh. That's going to be uh, it's gonna be insane. But yeah, that's just a little bit of a bad news there. It sucks. Um, but again, it, it, it's good. I think it'll work out better for them in the long run. Absolutely. Like I said, it's it's the type of game you, you're okay with them delaying. Like I would rather them delay it and put out a product that is of, of a high caliber and, and, and a high quality um, than to just sort of rush something out the door. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's, it's EA, EA, take <laughs> note. They're not, if that helps. <laughs> no, they're not. Absolutely, they're ignoring not. you God completely. No. Well, fuck no, they're not. Yeah, but um, it's also yeah. one of those sort of games that, again, people who were going to buy it are definitely going to buy it. Like, absolutely, they didn't see this delay and go, "Oh well, guess I'm not getting Nino Kuni 2. Like, yeah, exactly. That it's not the type of thing where where we've got like you know two or three other JRPGs that are exactly the same around the corner, like even if it, there are other JRPGs coming out later on this year, they're all of varying like styles and stories and levels of difficulty and gameplay. It's so that's the beauty of that genre, I guess it's, you know, that's actually the thing that was really interesting about this whole debacle. Like Nino Kuni 2 had a release window of November and it got delayed till 2018. Nintendo is still insisting that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 will come out later this year and I'm, I, I, I still don't believe it. I don't believe no, it. I don't think many people do. I don't even know if Nintendo do. The fact that they still haven't given us a complete release date. But, but that's kind of their style. They always whittle down until it's that's like true, ready. Yeah. But I still just don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's... From... If, I mean, if they pull this up... Hey, look, I mean, two or three years ago, we were saying the same thing about Bethesda and Fallout 4. Oh, yeah, it's true. Like, and, like, people have done the math and... Like between Xenoblade Chronicles One and Xenoblade Chronicles X, and then Xenoblade Chronicles Two, where the team sort of like divvied up, there's time for them to make a a, a full game. So yeah. it could happen, but I just I refuse to get my hopes up. <laughs> it's probably the better way to be. Nintendo keep trying, no, they keep trying to make me go. But what if you played Xenoblade Chronicles Two this year? And you're like, mm. oh, I want to, but I don't think I will be. But what um, if? Don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just just. Keep it on the cards. Yeah, just keep keep um, it in the back of your mind. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, what do we got next, guy? Uh, so now we're moving on to the Nintendo block. <laughs> ah, yes, the Nintendo Rock block. Uh, first of all, at a at the I think it was the Japan Expo in the UK. Mm, yeah, so, so something like that. Something yeah, like they that. um Nintendo basically talked a bit about some Zelda stuff, and. They there was a there was a bit of chat about the Ballad of the Champion or Champions Ballad DLC that's up, upcoming mm-hmm. for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild later this year. Uh 
a couple of main points to take away from it. Apparently, we will learn more about Zelda, according to Mr. Ayanuma, but we'll still be playing as Link. Not so good. Uh (laughs) Yeah. It's is yeah. it is it weird to be bummed out by Vagil? I look. We both know that we're both going to play that DLC. Absolutely, and we're probably going to fucking love yeah. it. I mean, the, the the whole setup of it sounds interesting as well. The fact that it sounds like we're going to be hearing more about the four champions, um, and a little, getting a little bit more information and a bit more backstory about them, which was great because those four characters were really interesting, and they were all gone. Yep. It's, yep. It's it's so yeah. I, so, do you think this is gonna? This is obviously gonna be pre Breath of the Wild. I think it will be. I think it'll be a prequel sort of mm. thing. Which is interesting because if that means they're gonna have the whole map open, like in the other game, like originally, unless it's a you go somewhere and you trigger a memory and then you go through the story there, so that way maybe. Maybe, and like, maybe it's like a separate... Because like, this is supposedly going to include a new dungeon as well. Okay. We'll see. Like, it, uh, well, the, my, 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 uh, my thought I was trying to get at was like seeing some of these areas in the world pre-Breath pre, uh, of the Wild. Don't, would be interesting. don't play with my heart like that. That would actually I know, be incredible. I know. Yeah, just it doesn't have to be the whole map. Like, just it's certain, even if it's just areas. Like you're you're walking around areas that you've seen in those like flashback memories. That would be that would be cool. That would be very interesting, actually. It'd be really cool just to see it and go. Oh, this is what it looks like. This is what Hyrule looked like before everything went to hell. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. And I also wonder how the champions are going to play. Like, how involved will they be in this? I and. I, and will it, how how will it not feel like what you're already doing? Yeah, it, in the original it, that's game. That's the other thing, I guess. I wonder if they'll just like pop some memories throughout the world, and they'll be like playable segments or something. I don't know. Maybe. I I hope it's fairly meaty because like you know they're saying it's story DLC, so they've obviously got something there they want to tell. Yeah. Um. I'm just trying to think what it could be though. Like, like I don't know which, which is exciting. I don't know what it is because the expansion pass is thirty bucks Australian. And granted, the first mm-hmm. part of that came out the other week with like the trials and hard mode and some new outfits. Yeah, like and a stuff. substantial amount of content, like it, it, and enough to to draw you back into for it. For thirty but... bucks, it wouldn't do it for me. So I want to believe this has more to it. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, Karen, there is more to it because. There is some. Uh, they they showed off a new unlockable item as well, which is uh, the uh, Toon Link's lobster shirt from Wind Waker. Incredible! Which looks great. <laughs> it's great. That's awesome. Looks fantastic. I wonder uh, what other stuff will get added. Is there anything you'd like to see added as far as outfits go? Mm. I'd like, like a, a King of Red Lions helmet. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty jolly. Yeah, that'd be great. Do you, King of Red Lions helmet. Do you think Nintendo will succumb to Ultimate Fan Service and let you get the Fear Stadia outfit? Ooh, surely. You'd think, right? Surely. It just makes too much sense. They've delivered on most of the other promise, like the other fan service elements. Like Minda's yeah. helmet and Tingle's outfit and Majora's yeah. mask and all that. That's sure, surely. You'd think Fierce Deity Link will be an outfit. At least, surely. At, at least a mask or something like. 
I reckon you could do the mask, the outfit, the sword. I I, I, yeah, I think it'll happen. Thing. Now, if the more I think about it, it sounds like something Nintendo will absolutely do. Yeah. Maybe that's the reward for finishing the Champions Ballad DLC. Maybe. No, who knows? I I hope it's good. Like I I do too. I had to say that like the story is one of the parts of Breath of the Wild that didn't blow me away. But like no, it wasn't the focus. It's, it's the weakest part of the game and but yeah, like you, you like you said, it's not the focus of the game. So if this can, can deliver on like a an enjoyable narrative, then I will be so happy. Yep. Because, like, the whole point of, of Breath of the Wild was, like, creating your own stories. We're, like, we all got together and talked. We're, like, I did this last night and I did this little thing and then I went here and did that and then this happened and then you're, like, oh, wow, well, when I did that, I went here and then did this first and then it was, you know, it was that playground storytelling that, like... It doesn't happen much anymore. It doesn't happen much anymore and it was amazing and it was still happening so many weeks after that game came I, out. I still think about going back to Breath of the Wild sometimes but unfortunately the only thing I've got left are the Korok seeds and I don't yeah, think me I too. can be bothered. Yeah, even with... Like, I, I haven't bought the DLC yet so I don't have that mask but yeah, even with that mask, I don't know. Yeah, it seems a, a bit much. A lot of work. 900. That's So many for a little golden poop. Yeah... But the, you also get the dance though as well, don't you? Oh, do you? I didn't know that. I felt like I thought I read somewhere that you get that the, might actually make it worthwhile, Joel. You get you get um, what's his name's dance, and I was like, wow. I might be retracting my statement. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now like I remember reading that and going, hmm. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. Don't credit me. No, I'm already holding that. you to it, Joel. Okay. Well, fuck. I um, will come for you if I get all those damn things. That's not fair. <laughs> I will come for you. Oh, I don't know, oh. Karen, you could just you could just Google it. No, I'm too lazy. I'd rather just collect <laughs> all 900 Korok seeds <laughs> and then and then come after you if you're wrong and never let you live it down. I'm too lazy to <laughs> Google search. That's fucking great. Oh, too lazy to Google I'm... search, but we'll collect 900 tedious collectibles. <laughs> that's the epi- that's the title of the episode. There, I'm too I'm too lazy to Google. <laughs> um, cool. Alrighty, so on to our last bit of news. Um, like you said, continuing with the Nintendo theme. Uh, last week, the uh, Castlevania series, uh, the Netflix series, was uh, was launched. Hell yeah, uh, all, four, all four episodes of it. Now, I've only watched the first episode because I'm an idiot. I'm disappointed. Um, I'm disappointed. I know. I'm disappointed in myself, Karen, if it's any consolation. Um, no, I watched the first episode with my wife and... Uh, I it's fucking really good. Um, and this cool. is coming from someone who doesn't have any knowledge, pretty much of of the Castlevania franchise. I know, I know Dracula's there. I know the Belmonts, and there's a whip involved. That's about it. I mean, so, I'll give you a little heads up. I mean, most people who watch it will probably, if you're into Castlevania, you've probably picked up on it. But if you are new to Castlevania, it's sort of based around the events of Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse. Right. Yes, so. I uh, had been filled in on that, okay, which is cool. Um, it's really good. It's really violent. Um, it delivers on the violence. Uh, yeah, it took a it's like dark. The animation, I like. It's it comes and goes, but when it's yeah. good, oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, it's very it's that very Western anime look to it, like sort of similar to something like Avatar or or like um, uh, what's the other one, Korra. 
um, like those sort of things. It's I don't know. It feels very much like that. Uh, it feels it feels hand drawn though. Like it, yeah. It's it, for better or worse <laughs> in some elements. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It's already had. It's like everyone who's watched it has just been raving about it. Um, I have seen some people like who didn't dig it, but I I, I don't know if there's something wrong with me because I honestly I enjoy Castlevania a fair amount and I had very little issue with it. Yeah, like well, I mean, like a lot of like our our friendship group that I had that that same sort of Castlevania knowledge have all been loving it. So, um, and it's great. It's it's good to have something like video game related in a different medium. Specifically, Joel, well. like this is the best Castlevania thing to happen since like the DS. Yeah. Yep. It's um yeah. So it's a, a big success for big big tick for Netflix and a big kick a tick for uh, Adi Shankar as well. Uh, and he's not stopping there. As we reported last week, he is talking about doing a an Assassin's Creed series, which might actually make me give a shit about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> um, if if this Castlevania series is anything to go by, um, but Kyron, what else is what else has old mate Addy been talking about this week? Okay, well, to to basically just to sum up in a in a like a nice little nutshell, a bubble. He was talking to the guys over at Nintendo Life about how how Castlevania came about as a series and all that sort of stuff, respecting fandoms, mm-hmm. the, talking about the second season, which has already been put ahead and will be eight episodes long. Uh, and they asked him what other video game series he'd like to adapt. And of course, he said he would like to do a Dark Metroid in the same anime style. Well... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well. So, Metroid, Joel. Mm. Um. Wellity, wellity, wellity. A few things. I would obviously... I think you'd be careful with a Metroid thing like this, because again, we said earlier, the thing that makes Metroid work really well is the isolation. Yes. So it would be... It'd be a tricky watch, but at the same time, I would be really blown away if it, if they were brave enough to do like, a mostly silent, like, Metroid adventure. Yeah. Like, I think... That'd be interesting. I, don't, I doubt they'll do it. I really do. But I think that that could be interesting. That would be interesting, actually. Just like And a... like you said, it would still have that, that... Even having her, like... Even having Samus doing, like, the start of each episode is her doing, like, a beat... Like, a little, like, audio log. Yeah. The sort of intros to let... And then the rest of it's just, yeah, very minimal uh, dialogue. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there's a, it's impossible to do a game, like a Metroid story full of characters, but Other M has showed us that doing it right isn't easy. Because again, the yeah. isolation is <laughs> yeah. so important to this series, I feel. It's, it, it is the, 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 the key identifying feature of Metroid, yeah. really. Yeah. Isolation um... and exploration. Exactly. Yeah. All the Asians. <laughs> wow, that eight, eight. Yeah, I'm not going to try and rectify that. I'm, I'm in the hole already. You are. Um, yeah. So the fact that you know that the Metro Prime Four is in development, it could be like uh, this article on ScreenRant.com says uh, that it could be a good way of cross promoting that game, which would make sense. Here I um, am, Joel, living in a world where we're getting two <laughs> Metroid games. A guy who just made a popular Netflix video game series wants to adapt, you know, the Metroid brand into a series, and 
Yep. We're getting Metroid Amiibo and... Yep. It's amazing. It's a good time. I, it's a good time. It's the a, hits keep coming, man. It's a good time to be alive. Uh, I... I'm just... I can't help but wonder, like, if he could do it. Like, I don't feel like a silent thing is in his style based on what I've seen from Castlevania. No, it's very dialogue heavy. Uh, um, again, like it could work for Metroid if handled right, but he's got to be so careful. I mean, I, I, it would work okay if the dialogue was, like I said, even if it wasn't just like at the start of the episode, if it was, if it was just Samus narrating basically what's going on. I'll tell you what, that'd I, be cool. I did see one suggestion for an idea that could work and mm. I am open to it is it would be very cool if they actually told the story, which is still, I guess, mostly unofficial, but sort of legitimized by other M. And that's mm. the um, the story of Samus's upbringing. Oh. Because, like, there is a comic out there you can read which covers her, like, living with her family and a bunch of people in the settlement that gets attacked by the space pirates and they kill her mother. Right. And, uh, and Ridley kills her father and nearly kills her and then she gets taken in by the Chozo and is trained and altered to, you know, to be a hero or to be, to be the Samus Aram we know. And like, that could be interesting. See, that's, that's something I've never even, I've never thought about with the Metroid series. I've never thought about the origins of Samus before. Yeah. It was, it was a point of, not, not, yeah, not for, not for any bad reason, not because I don't care. It's just that I, it's, it's always never been at the forefront of my mind playing those games. Wow, that'd be awesome. It's, it was a point of contention in Metroid Other Ram purely because it's... You, you never played Other Ram, I take it. No, I did, but I just can't remember it very well. Okay, there's a particular point when you're fighting uh, Ridley where Samus freezes up and sort of like... Oh, yes. ...succumbs to a bit of PTSD and like right. you see a flash of her as a child and all that sort of stuff. And that sort of is like... I guess that confirms that that is canonically part of, of Samus's... Right life uh and some people didn't like how it paid out people think that samus is a badass and wouldn't be shaken by it i'll leave that to their interpretation but i think that isn't a terrible story they could potentially explore i i think i think with most characters like samus or these these characters that are seen as these super badass people that like show no fear and all this sort of stuff i think giving them some sort of human element is to make them more relatable is when done well, it's very powerful, and I think it's it's a good thing. Yes, and I'd like to see that. I I'd never even thought of that. That's yeah, yeah. I saw it. I saw it bandied around a bit on the internet as this is as this new story surfaced, and I was kind of thinking to myself that that could work. Yeah, uh, and if done well, that could be very cool. Just to sort of and like again, like it's a good way to introduce what could be a potential new audience to Samus Aran. Yeah, exactly. Ahead of what I could be a relaunch, like a, a reinvigoration of a Metroid series. Because I don't know what the uh, what the numbers on people who aren't sort of Castlevania or video game fans are of people who watch the Castlevania series, but I mean, there's a lot to like there, regardless. I mean, like I said, I've I've got very little knowledge, but I still enjoyed what I watched of it. The first episode, I, I, was I know like, a, a couple of people who haven't played Castlevania and want the second season immediately. Yeah, like, it's it's really well done. It starts off, I mean, like, minor spoilers here for the first episode, but, like, uh, the fact that the matter is, like, 
making you feel sympathy for Dracula. The way it, it does a good job of yeah humanizing Dracula in a way yeah that you kind of feel bad for him, and then you're like, well, yep. those people probably you know maybe just kill them. I guess sure. Yeah, like Ash and I were on the couch, and we're like, are we? Are we supposed to feel sorry yeah, for it? Are we supposed to feel sorry for Dracula? <laughs> is that, like, like one of, like, the ultimate villains of all time? Do I, do I feel sympathy for him? Is this... Okay. All right. Um, there's some... Yeah, I, I really want you to watch the rest of that series. Cause there's some, uh, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll watch it this week. There's some stuff I want to talk about that happens in, like... There's an amazing fight scene in episode four that I was just like, oh, this is some incredible, like, moves and just... It's where, like one of those points when the animation shines and... Right. I've got tomorrow off. It's, it's only going to be like another hour and a half, so I'll watch yeah, it tomorrow. Yeah, it's like another 90 minutes of your life. Yeah. Oh, All right, done. I'll watch it tomorrow. I also want to point out how much I love the opening to the series. Yeah. It looks so good. It's very cool. The only um, downside kind of... to Castlevania, the series, is the music. I was hoping for some classic video game tunes, or at least like the Castlevania mm. theme, but alas, nowhere to be heard. Right. Maybe Konami was still maybe, maybe. vice gripping that one. Who knows? Maybe Fuck maybe they'll change their tune this time. Like, now this has been a success. You know they won't. No, it's, tr- it's true. We'll get, like, They're we'll... making fucking pachinko say, machines. and We'll get a new pachinko Ugh. machine based on the series. And that's where you'll get the music. And I'll cry. It'll all be on the pachinko machine. Oh, fucking Konami. Pachinko. Fucking Konami. Look at all these um, IPs they're sitting on, Joel. Oh, it's just... Oh. Well, speaking of other IPs, though, Kyron, if uh, Metro decide, if you got the chance to see uh, Netflix tackle like an animated TV series of a franchise or, or or series that you enjoy, what would it be? What would you like to see? I mean, it almost feels like cheating at this point to even say Overwatch. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Overwatch for sure, especially after... I mean, well, we didn't put in the news, and I think it's because we're not going to talk about it until we go hands-on with him but literally after we finished recording last week like we hit stop and then like talked for like a couple of minutes and then you were just like joel oh god joel uh, and doomfist was uh, released he on the was, ptr last he week out. he's out now on the ptr it's insane it, it happened while we were recording like if we one of us had opened one of the video game websites Even we would have had breaking news even Facebook, we would have had breaking news in the middle of the episode. But no, we were good people and focused on our audience and our our work and our content that we didn't do that. <laughs> and it bit us in the arse. But um but yeah, the the, the um like the Origins trailer, I think they called it. Yes. Or Doomfist. Yeah, that's all like anime. It's Overwatch anime. It was pretty cool. And I I know some people like really like the CG stuff, and I do too. But I sort of have a bit of a soft spot for what I saw in that video as well. Mm. Oh, I mean, I mean, keep keep the CG stuff for the shorts for sure. But yeah, if you want to give us a couple more of those uh, those little sweet tasty animes, I'll take them. But I'll take them. That seems like the easy answer, I guess. Right? Like, yeah, we just yeah. want Overwatch as a series or a movie in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't care I who it comes want- from. I just want more Overwatch yeah, in my life. Absolutely. I want more. I want more lore. I want to know more about that world, and I already know a fair bit, but I want to know more. There's plenty more to know. Um, I will once say one thing about that uh, <laughs> Origins trailer. I saw my favorite thing this week because I got mentions on something, and I was like, I wonder if someone has done that already. Um, someone's put 
the uh, the theme music to One Punch Man. Of course they have. To, and it's it works fucking so well. It is so good to listen to because that song's great anyway. And, uh, and it, it works. There are so, a couple of moments where it lines up really well. Um, like the end of it lines up perfectly. It's, oh, it's great. Um, so if you're a fan of One Punch Man, go and, and, and search that out. It's not hard to find. Um, I would like to see a Borderlands series. Now, I know we're getting a movie at some point, apparently. I don't see that happening. I don't... Oh, yeah, Randy Pitchford was blabbing his mouth about it. Remember E3, how but... we were going to get a Metroid movie like 10 years ago? Mm, yeah, yeah. No, no. Randy Pitchford was blabbing his mm-hmm. mouth about it. He's uh-huh. like, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. But that's... I think that's going to be live action, isn't it? What, Borderlands? I don't, probably. I don't fucking know. But um, I'd like to see like a... Yeah, like a Borderlands one. I mean... That'd be awesome. There's, there's plenty of... There's a limitless amount of stories you could tell in that universe. Tales from Borderlands showed us that the that game, that that world, that universe can be really interesting if mm-hmm. care is taken in telling the story. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Borderlands Two did as well. Yeah, it did. I feel like Tales from Borderlands really nailed it though. Like, I, I, oh. I, I would say, I would say that's on par though with with um, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. At least that DLC pack. Yeah, I, like as a as a part of a story that was good, but like I was so invested in the overall arc of Tales from Borderlands, like from start to finish. Yeah, I yeah, still I, can't I mean, believe how invested I was in that. Yeah, well, see, I'm I I was always going to be invested anyway, but the fact that like Borderlands Two made me feel things, um, and and feel sad, I felt like really sad at certain points in that game. Like some of the events in that game, I was like. What? See, Are you fucking serious? Like I, I that's me personally. I feel just bad I, because I have, I had that problem, Joel. Mm-hmm. I had that problem. There's no point. Like we, we could, we're, we're going to spoil Borderlands too because screw it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you haven't played it, we'll, what, mm. when what's his face dies? I forget his name. Mordecai. Uh, no, no, uh, no. I was talking about this with Ben this week. I'm going to look this up because. Uh, it's driving me insane, and I forgot it dro- about it. It, dro- it starts with R. It is the soldier guy. It is character Ronan. Is it Ronan? It's no, it's not Ronan. Oh God, Joel. <laughs> Roland. There we Roland. Go. Yes. When handsome Jack kills Roland. Yep. I call bullshit. I played how so? I played Borderlands one, Joel. Okay, yeah. My Roland was level ninety nine. He had an amazing shield, <laughs> and it was kind of hard to take it seriously just for that reason alone. I'm like, come on, guys, this is Borderlands. Like, yeah, but like he, it, yeah, it's I know, been, it's been a few I know years. Video, he was a bit older. I know video game rules like you die in a cutscene, you're dead. I know that's a yep. rule. You die in the game, you die in real life. But like, I was still just like, yeah, but where was he? Sh- he had. His shields first like what gun or what 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 attack is jack doing that's taken all of yourself immediately like i don't know jack hey handsome jack's like he's got he's got the tech he's got the tech he's got a lot of good tech like i mean don't get me wrong like i that part didn't affect me but like honestly the ripple of that in the tiny tina dlc was really good yep that yeah that that the way they resolve that, and the, the, for all the characters mainly as well, um, was really, really well done. And and seeing a character... 
seeing a character in the Borderlands universe going through uh, dealing with something like grief and loss was handled really well uh, in, in a DLC that was all Dungeons and Dragons themed. Like it was, it was bonkers, and it shouldn't fucking work, but it does. And I I love it. I think it's it's great. I have such a soft spot for it. Um, I I the thing that made me sort of most upset is when Bloodwing gets killed, because I think that hit me a little bit harder because I played Mordecai in the original Borderlands. He was my character that I played that game as, so I knew Bloodwing, and he was my that was my, my he was my bird, and then yeah, gets straight up murdered, and I was like, well, fuck. This just got super personal. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I do... Again, I, I, I'm in on that just because Tales from Borderlands was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, like like I said, though, it, it's proof that, like, the, the the world of Pandora is a big place. And there's there is lots of people living in this big place. Um, and there's lots of stories to be told. So yeah. I would like to see... Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd watch the shit out of a Borderlands TV series. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, like nice and colourful, bright, fun. I'll take a super anime mashup crossover of Super Smash Brothers things. Oh, okay. I don't care what the what it is. Just I'll that's I'll watch that. Because you've had a couple. Joel? Like I love the cutscenes from Super Smash Brothers Brawl in the Subspace Emissary. I thought they oh, were yeah. great. The cutscenes are awesome. They are so good. And I'm always bummed out, but the reason we don't have a story mode in Smash Wii U, according to Sakurai, is because people uploaded the cutscenes to YouTube. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Let's just give, well, we, just do that. Just give me that. Well, we had a couple, like the announcement trailer for, was it the Dark Pit one? For, yeah, that was anime. So it was all anime. Pre-anime. And, like, looked fucking great. Um, yeah, I, that'd be, that's a good one. I like that. That covers Maybe, all my Nintendo bases. Or throw, it, are you going to say Splatoon? No, oh Splatoon. That's a good one. So I was going to say throw some Mario Kart into yeah. there. Splatoon actually, now Brothers I think it would well. be a fun one. Splatoon would be awesome. Again, that world. You, there's so many different characters in there that you could tell stories about, like and the soundtracks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh God, Karen. Karen is a rhythm game. I it's know a Splatoon two rhythm game. It makes me so happy. Next week, Joel. Next week. Next week, yeah, like this time next week. Oh, no, not this time next week, but soon. Almost, like in a week almost. and a day or so. Yeah, cool, awesome. Alrighty, well, we didn't get any questions this week. We did put out the the the, uh, the feelers, but uh, everyone must have been a little preoccupied. It's fine, and that's it's okay. Fine. It's fine. It's we, okay. We make our own fun when that happens. Exactly, we have. We've literally made our own fun. So we're gonna play a little game. It's more so we're just going to make a list each, basically. Um, so we're just past the halfway point of the year. Um, we've had a lot of good releases, a lot of big releases. It's been a spectacular been year. A, Let's not bandy around the bush a, here. Yeah, it's been a big fucking year so far. Um, and it's not slowing down. I mean, this, it's slowing down at the moment, but it's about to ramp up again. Um, so we thought we'd sit down and we'd make a top 10 of our most anticipated games for the rest of the year. Uh, now... I guess these are games that we know are at this stage coming out this year. Yeah, like, um, we, there could be surprise ones that come out, but that's out of our hands. Exactly, yeah. And uh, I have one that's a game that I've already played before that came out last year. Joel. I didn't want to tell you this before we started, but I was like, I wanted to save it for this. 
But I felt like it's it's important enough, and it's going to be have a drastic enough change that it warranted being on my anticipated list. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go through. Uh, uh, so should we go through from ten to one? Yeah. Have you ordered yours? Yeah, I ordered mine. Yes. Cool. So we'll go through from ten to one, and uh, I would I guess we'll take it in turns. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll number like you. So you say you you say your ten, and I'll say my ten, or what? Like that, or yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do it like that. We'll we'll have a bit of a chat and uh, and, and uh, discuss why we're excited for those games. Sounds good. Would you like to kick us off, Karen? Sure thing, Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number ten game is a little game called Middle Earth: Shadow of War. Oh, okay. So complete honest. Like, I'll be honest with everyone here. Like it's on here because I loved cutting up orcs in Shadow of Mordor. That's that's yeah, why it's and, on my list, and the Nemesis system. The Nemesis like, system as well it was fantastic. Yeah. For those two reasons, it's on my list. Uh, the hair that I tear out whilst playing through a story—that's a whole different thing. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it on October ten. <laughs> but yeah, I just I think about how much fun I had just fighting off like fifty orcs with like barely any effort, and I want to do that again. I want to cut those yeah. things to pieces. That's uh, that that surprised me a little bit, Karen. I'm not gonna lie. I knew you were interested in playing it, but that's all right. I that's awesome. I got the platinum in Shadow of Mordor, so <laughs> I'm I'm in for Shadow yeah. of War again. I will be clear: the story is going to drive me insane. Yep, yep. It's uh, I'm sure we're going to get lots of messages about that from you. Oh, there'll be like a, a bumper episode when that one happens. I'll like start <laughs> jotting down notes, going, "Ah, I have notes for you, Monolith." reasons why the story of shadow of war sucks um cool that's interesting yeah it was a simple I, one just for number 10 like it 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 knocked it barely edged out a couple of, of other games right yes cool shall i uh yes i say what's what's your number 10 joel was mine yeah all right so i had a couple i switched in and out a whole bunch, about three different games for, for 10. I originally had a game called Ruiner, which is a devolver digital game that's coming out. Uh, it was like a top-down twin-stick shooter style, very cyberpunk, really awesome soundtrack. So um, all the things that devolver digital does well, um, or like has an eye for when publishing things. Um, but then I realized it's only going to be on PC at this stage, and I'm probably not going to play it on PC. Is it coming to console? So I took it off my list. I don't know yet. Okay. I would assume so. If it's if it's a I twin hope stick so. shooter, you'd think it would. I hope so. I really hope so because uh, it looks great. Um, and then I had Destiny Two in there. Yep. Uh, but then I subbed it out. Okay. For a bit of a wild card entry at number Ooh. ten. Not so much wild card uh. when I start talking about it, but um, it's Steam World Dig Two. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I played, uh, I think I finished or got through most of SteamWorld Dig on the 3DS. I bought it on a whim. Like, I just, I had a bit of extra money one week, and I'm like, this game looks like a bit of fun. Actually, no, I played it on PC, sorry. Um, at the same reason, yeah. I was like, oh, this looks fun. I'll, I'll download it and give it a go. Uh, and I loved it. It's, it was really cool, like, diving down to see how far, like, how, like, as... It was exactly what I like doing in Minecraft, but just that. 
So like digging down as far as I can, getting as many minerals. Yeah, exactly. Like getting as many minerals as I can and then trying to get back up to the surface. Um, It was a little clunky. It wasn't perfect. Um, It had some really interesting, fun characters in it. I liked the the character design and the world that they had built. Uh, And I also played a fair bit of um, SteamWorld Heist as well. So it's set in the same universe, the same sort of characters. Um, And I think slightly better engine. I think Steamworld Dig 2 is sort of going to be running in that same sort of engine. Um, but it looks like they've added a lot of really cool features and different stuff to it. Um, so I'm excited to jump back into that. And it's coming to the Switch as well. So that's perfect. It's going to be a perfect sort of sit on the couch and mine away the hours uh, game for me. So that's my number 10. Ooh. That's a good number 10, Joel. Like, uh, I honestly had yeah. forgotten about that one. I was looking through the list and I saw it popped up and I went, oh yeah, I am excited for that game. Yeah, I really want to play that. I'll, <laughs> I'll buy that day one when it comes out for sure. See, that's what I actually kind of liked about this list. Like, I was like, oh, I, was like, I mm. am excited for that. That's right. And it's like, oh, and that, oh, that's coming out. This, oh. oh my God. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I did have Splatoon 2 at number 10 as well, but I'm like, that comes out next week. So it doesn't count. Yeah. I'm not counting next week. I, I, I Splatoon 2 is on my list, I'll be honest. <laughs> That's all right. I thought it might be on yours as well, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah I, I was like, I, should, I was umming and ahhing about it, and I decided that I would include it. All right, all right. Well, what, what is your number nine game, Karen? So my number nine is actually also a developer digital game. Ooh. Uh, it is a little game called Absolver. Ah, yes. So... For those unaccustomed to what Absolver is, it's essentially like an action role-playing game with martial arts fighting and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard this, like, it's... Ob- when I hear a game conferred, compared to Dark Souls, obviously my ears sort of prick up. I'm like, all right, yeah. what else she got? And when they also say Street Fighter in the same, na- same like, sentence, I'm like, interesting, go on. Yes. And... Uh, it- yeah. Yeah, so it's coming out on PS4 and Windows. Uh, yep, sounds like August twenty nine. Uh, and yeah, like I, I know very little about it, but just from what I've seen in like a couple of vi- short videos and some gifs, and just the art style, it seems really interesting. I need to check out some videos of this actually, because it, it again, I my my ears pricked up a little bit as well. I was like, this sounds interesting, and I mean, I I fucking love Devolver Digital, so like anything they publish, I, I will at least have a look at um, because in the past most games that I've played from that publishing house I've really enjoyed yeah so well, the to give an idea of a game like the game is sort of about you customize your moves using like a, a combat deck of cards which you you use you use basically you you have cards to assign as moves and you earn cards equipment and weapons by progressing through the game and it sort of lets you by the sounds of it like which I really like the sounds of lets you create your own combinations, and that's so exciting to think about in a, a Dark Souls-ish, Street Fighter-ish action RPG game. So you create your own fighting style. Yeah, it's sort of what it seems really to be getting awesome. at. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, now I, I, I think I, once we finish recording, I might go watch some videos. And I, I think I was reading that uh, the soundtrack to Absolver is being worked on by one Austin Wintery as well. Oh, actually, I feel like I might have heard that yeah, as well. Yeah, I think... It's not listed on Wikipedia, but I did a quick Google, and there's an interview with him about it, so I'm pretty sure he's doing it, which, again, is yeah, another big old that's, tick in the yes yep. column. Yep, 
That is uh that is a Kyron game right there. Good old Kyron game. <laughs> we call that we call that one of the Kyron games. <laughs> what what genre is it? Nah, it's for it's for Kyron genre. It's the Kyron genre. Like yeah, pretty niche. We have, I have that too. It's like yeah, it's very it's a very Joel game. It's a Joel game. <laughs> it usually usually means like like <laughs> style over substance is usually the main key of a of a Joel game. <laughs> that's mainly uh, what I have. But yeah, so that's my number nine. I'm very excited. It's coming out pretty soon as well. Uh, mm, yeah. What's yours, Joel? Mine is the one I was talking about before, which is a game I have already played <gasps> uh, and is coming out for the Switch later on this oh, year. Oh, I know what it is. Yes, it's Stardew Valley. Um, oh, is it? So <laughs> That's not the game yeah. I thought it was going to be that was coming out on Switch. Oh, really? Played. Oh, okay, cool. I but thought, it's Stardew Valley. I thought it was going to be Binding of Isaac. Uh, that's not on my list. I kind of forgot that was coming out because it's been teased it wasn't and the, not happened. It, well, and teased. It and... wasn't. It wasn't on the list because uh, I was reading because obviously it's an American list and that game's already out in fucking America, yeah. so it gets it gets negated from my list oh, begrudgingly. Take that, Barney yeah. by Zach, yeah. shunned by Joel. That. Yeah, it's about time I got some fucking revenge on you, <laughs> bastard. Um, I played enough of that game. I don't need to play anymore, but, but you, I'm going but to. But yeah, so you're going to play more of that game. I'm absolutely... I, hey, fucking... Apparently Cave Story Plus is coming out next week. I too. know, I saw that. I'm so mad. Mm, I'm like, oh, I want to play that. And I played a bit of it on PC. It's really it's good. It's a good game. Ooh, it's And it seems like a perfect Switch game. It does. Anyway. <sighs> but Stardew Valley is coming out for the Switch later on this year, and it is going to have the multiplayer... Um, like it's going to launch with multiplayer first on consoles. That's going to be the first console to have multiplayer. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to play that game again. I'm excited to play that game multiplayer. I'm excited to lose hours and upon hours playing with my imaginary farm. Um, probably going to marry Abigail again. So, you know, there's that. Um, we'll see how that goes this time. Things might change. Here's the thing for me. I honestly completely forgot this game was even coming out later this year. Yeah. I have that's... I have not played Stardew Valley. I'm so excited to play it. Yeah, it dude. Oh, you you are going to fucking love I it. I can't it's wait. so good. It is so good. Like, it's one of those games that I think it's just, it's good for anyone. Like, unless you're into, like, playing competitive first-person shooters and nothing else. Like... If you like playing a broad range of video games, you're probably going to find something you enjoy about Stardew Valley. It is impossible not to. Uh, it is impossible to not like this game. Like it is so pleasant. It's so relaxing. It's so just. It is jolly in the purest form of that word. It is so much fun to play. It seems pretty um, charming. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like the music's fantastic. The character, um, like the, the the character models and artwork, is really really cool. It's bright, it's colorful. It's there is a world to explore, but it's not too complex and it's not too overwhelming. It's very contained, but there is still so much to do in that world. Um, and you can basically live your life the way you want to live it. If you want to fish every day and make your money that way, you can do that. If you want to go to the mines and dig down to the bottom, you can do that. If you want to just focus on having like a nice healthy crop back at your farm and expanding that out and having animals and all this sort of stuff. You can do that. Um, you can make friends with everyone. You can ignore everyone. It's, it's, it, it does everything it says on the box. It ticks all the boxes. It's just 
a joyous game, and I'm so excited to play it on the Switch. I can't wait. Um, I'm hoping, I, I don't know how the multiplayer is going to work, but I'm kind of hoping it's going to have some sort of split screen element. Because if that's the case, then my wife and I are not going to see anyone ever again. We're going to reside to living on our farm and just fuck the world. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's going to be us. But I don't think it's going to, but, yeah. you know, in an ideal crossed, world. But, I mean, mm. with Joy-Cons, like, maybe, but exactly. we'll see, I guess. That, that's what I'm hoping for. Like, I'm crossing my fingers for it. It'd but... be cool if I had a mode where, like, maybe you've got to be on the same screen, but you could play two-player. Which, yeah, which I, I mean, okay. I'm not talking, like... I'm not talking to... I mean, you could do the split-screen thing as well. It'd just take a lot more work because, I mean, it, they do it with the um, the Lego games. Oh, with a dynamic one? Yeah, yeah the dynamic true. one. That, that kind of works. But um, I wouldn't mind if it was just you had to be on the same screen and if you went to move to the next screen, like, it dragged the other person with you. Like, yeah. I'd be okay with that. That'd be fine. Because even then, you could you could like do like the farming together, which would be fun, would be fun enough, mm-hmm. I think. But, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And imagine... Oh, Kyron... Oh, Kyron, imagine if you could get married together in the game. You've gone, like, you've gone deeper than I think they're ready for, Joel. Oh, I, I, I've, 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 I'm setting myself up for disappointment. Someone get now. on the horn to Chucklefish. Come on, get him on the horn. Get him on there. Uh, but that's my number nine game, Kyron. It's a pretty good Continue number nine. On. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I was, I, was, I was like, I have to have that Stardew Valley in there. I was like, I was like it's kind of cheating because I've already played it. But, but I feel like there's enough. The multiplayer is a to big it. thing to add. Exactly, yeah, and the fact that it's portable as well. Yes, the fact that I can take my farm with me, like that's fucking crazy cool. Um, but yeah, what about you, Karen? What's what's your number eight? So my number eight is a game that if you'd asked me six months ago, I would have if it was going to be like on my most anticipated list, I would have laughed you out of a room. Mm-hmm. I would have said, "Get out of here! That game's going to be garbage." <laughs> I don't think it's going to be garbage. I think it's going to be really good. And that yeah. game is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh boy, this one is on my list as well. So should I just yeah, well, tell you what number what number it came yeah, in at? What number was it for you? I got it at number three. Oh, that's high. I'm pretty pumped for this game, Kyron. It looks so good. It looks so good, and I think you're right. Like, I mean, I don't like super hate the rabbits that much anymore. I, there was a period of time where I did. I liked them, then I hated them, and then now I'm okay with them again. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm with you. If Like, at the start of the year, when we first heard this, this game was a potential, I was like, really? Like, like really? Yeah. Surely and not. And then, like, the, the key art leaked out and the promotional stuff, mm-hmm. and I was still like, oh, guys, I don't like where this is going. Yep, it's looking like a bit of a bit of a dumpster truck on fire. But then E three rolls um, around, and we see gameplay, and we see the passion from the developer. We see Shiki yep. on stage with Eve's Gilmon. Yep, just like yeah, oh, fighting, heart, fighting with guns. My heart explodes with joy. Yep, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of the reasons why Ubisoft had probably the best conference at E three yeah. this year. Can you imagine if that hadn't have leaked? Oh man. Oh my god! Like that would have been insane. That would have, that would have been, been the best E3 announcement, I think. It would have been. It would have been. We would have gone ran the gamut of emotions in the space of about three minutes. Yeah, we would have been like, "What? Why is Nintendo? Oh, disgusting! Oh, oh actually, no. This game. Look- oh my god, this game looks oh my amazing. God, I love this game. It's Mario XCOM. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. <laughs> exactly, and that's the other thing too. Like, I I don't normally go for like these turn-based strategy games and i played a bit of xcom and i liked it but this just seems so much more accessible and it seems so much more 
like easy to pick up and um and i bet it's got heaps of amazing mario easter eggs buried throughout it i bet it does surely have to we've seen like a rabbit as donkey kong already so i've got high expectations for the stuff in this oh yeah and like the goomba they're like getting pushed up by the the fountain of water and it's like cleaning his bum will we see wart from super mario brothers 2 Ooh, maybe what about spike Oh, maybe. Spike. Oh, little. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, that he was a playable character in fucking Mario Party 10 for some so. reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking sure. Whatever. Remember, sure, Spike. Remember Spike, guys? Spike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the little green blob thing with like the uh, mohawk. No, yeah, sure. Uh, it's a playable character. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah I love him. I'm really, and the music is by. Uh, oh shoot, is it? It's Grant Kirkhope. That's right, yeah. Greg from uh, Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, Donkey Kong, yes. GoldenEye 64, Perfect oh. Dark, Star oh. Fox Adventures, Star Fox in general, yeah, like Kill Instinct Gold, yeah. like Donkey Kong Country 2, or Donkey Kong Land 2, I should say. And it turns out he, uh, so he's not Donkey Kong Country, that's David Wise. That's right, but and he did uh, Ukulele. Yes. Uh, yes. I think yeah. uh, Graham Norgoat, Norgate did help out with ukulele, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he oh, did. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he did do like Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, DK64, oh, GoldenEye. God, just dark. Brilliant, brilliant soundtracks. Heaps of classic um, soundtracks that I love. And and like, just to go back to about the combat as well, like the way that you like traversing these like arenas just seems so much fun and like so many combinations of being able to like you know, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to bounce off the top of Mario and then it's going to get me a little bit further along and then I'm going to dash into this character and it's going to, I'm going to hide behind cover and pop out and shoot them. It's like the way that it all gets executed looks simple to set up and not overly complex, but there is a level of complexity there for those like strategy fans that want to actually deep dive on it. Yeah, I think it's um, going to be like surprisingly deep. When it all comes, yeah. Especially when you like get towards the end of a game and you've got all the options, I think it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting. So yeah, that was my number three. Interesting. Hmm. All right, Joel. So what was your number eight, though? My number eight is South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Speaking of games, I forgot was coming out this year. <laughs> yeah. No, I look. It's it's number eight on my list. Um, I'm excited for it because Stick of Truth was amazingly good it was a playable episode of south park it was like a you know a 20 hour episode of south park that you got to play and be a part of and it like everything down from like the uh the visual style of it to the humor to just everything about it was just it was south park and you could really feel that like matt and trey had a a really big hand in making that game and it seems to be carrying over into the fractured butthole um I like the fact that they're updating the combat so that um, it's a lot more, it's like grid-based now. So they, they said that they were, during the development of it, they were playing a lot of board games and a lot of like, you know, grid-based board games where you'd move characters around and stuff like that, um, like with figurines and things. Uh, and they wanted to try and put that into the combat. And it seems like they've done that really well. And that sort of speaks to me on, a, on, a, on another level because um, I love playing board games. So... Uh, and the humor seems like it's still there, and the fact that it picks up literally a day after the end of Stick of Truth. I love that, um, and that you're playing superheroes now. Yeah, exactly. You come up and you're all, you're all dressed in your uh, 
in your medieval like fantasy warfare outfit and they're like no no we're doing superheroes now it's like oh okay and then you start you create your character again um it just it looks like a lot of fun and again because it's playing on the superheroes thing um i'm like a big fan of the marvel like cinematic universe and stuff like that it looks like they're poking a lot of fun at uh the way that those universes are created and structured and and I'm uh, I'm excited to see what the uh, what the uh, the South Park gang are going to get up to this time. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun time. Like it's they're not it's not an amazing game, but I think it's better than anyone expected it to be. Sick of truth, anyway. Um, because it, again, it ticked all the boxes on the box. Like it, like it said what it was going to do on the box. It was like this is an episode of South Park that you can be, and it's like, yep, it is. Um, it was a little buggy in some aspects, but I mean, I I can't remember any times off the top of my head um, where bugs really like impaired my get playing of that game. But when I think about like great moments, like meeting Al Gore trying to hunt down Man Bear Pig and um, all that kind of stuff, like the, the, I had so many memories come back, and like being able to walk around South Park as well and seeing how it's all laid out. Yeah. That was because um, I had, to, I had really... to draw a map up for that at last. Exactly, yeah. They're like, you know, because like Matt Stone and Trey Parker know sort of how it's all laid out. But yeah, they you got to explore and go. All right, oh, so that's where Tom's rhinoplasty is, like right near, you know, the uh, shitty walk and uh, all that kind of stuff. It's cool. It's um, I like it. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number eight, Karen. Number eight for me is South Park: Fragile Butthole. What's your number seven? My number seven is a game that I, I I'm denied over because I, I haven't finished another game in this series, and it's the mm-hmm. only other game in this series I played. But from what I've heard of this game, it sounds like incredible, and that game is Yakuza Kiwami. Right now, there's only really one reason this game's in here besides the fact that I really love what I played of Yakuza Zero. I unfortunately haven't finished it, which sucks. Yep, it's I want to. I will get back to it. But yeah, I I've, I went back to it this week, but I'm, I'm going to try and power through a bit more. Assuming Yakuza Kiwami is very much like that, I'm in, honestly. It just yep. has one extra little feature, which is mm-hmm. called the Majima Everywhere system. Now, I saw this pop up today, yes. and I haven't had a chance to read about it haven't yet. Haven't you? So fill me in on this. Okay, yeah. so you remember a certain character in Yakuza 0... Uh, mm-hmm. called Mr. Shakedown. Right. Majima replaces him, essentially, in Kiwami. <gasps> oh, my God. And if you're wondering why it's called Majima Everywhere, it's because he's basically everywhere. <laughs> like, he will... There's there's a screenshot I'm looking at right now where he's popping out of a sewer. I've seen one where he's, like, tapping you on the shoulder when he's dressed as a cop. <laughs> I cannot wait, because I love Majima. Oh my god! See the the Yakuza Zero, I, I, the Yakuza series. Like again, I'm the same as you. I, I've only played like a bit of Zero, um, but for a game, it just when you see all these little like features and and like parts of the game on paper, you're like, this game is just insane. It's not taking itself very seriously, but there is there is like so much heart and love and care in each of those little moments that you actually feel, you know, sympathy or you feel happiness when you help someone out in this, in this world on their date, or, or pretending to go on a date with someone so that they can impress their parents Yeah, uh, and think that you're their fake boyfriend. And it's, 
or, or like you know helping a a, a young schoolgirl um, get out of a uh, selling her panties because another one of her schoolgirl uh, like colleagues it's, is making her sell her panties for money and you so try good. and break up the ring. And then it's like the little ridiculous. things, like the karaoke mini games and the dancing mini games. Oh, and yeah, picking up the there phone were... cards. Yes. That... Oh man, I. Yep. So I went back to it this week and I played it and I bumped into, uh, I can't remember what his, what his name is, like Mr. Erotic or something. Oh. <laughs> is this the shirtless and, guy who dances? No, it's not oh, the shirtless okay. guy. It's, it's, uh, it might, I don't think it's the same one. Um, There's so many I, weird was, characters in the game. I was walking down an alleyway and he was like, oh, I saw like a, a text box open up and it was like, sniff, sniff. And I'm like, what's oh, going on here? Oh, I went over and talked to him and he, he could smell the, uh, the phone cards that I had oh on me. God. <laughs> and and he likes to look at the phone cards because then he his imagination runs rampant and he imagines what's underneath the clothes. Uh, and apparently he... Uh, Mr. Stamina, I think his name is. Because oh, apparently yeah. he, he often often uh, goes four to five times a day. Um, and yeah, it just led to a really, really awkward conversation and it started up like a new friendship meter with him. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to be seeing him again later at some point. Um, Do you have a bad, it, but yeah. you have a bad thing, Joel? Oh. I just realized mm. those last, those three games I've listed so far, like Absolver, Yakuza, and Myron Rabbits are all August games. Oh, oh boy. But yes, yeah, so oh. that's my number seven, Joel. Yakuza, Kiwami, for Majima everywhere. Majima everywhere. Oh man, I'm gonna to have to look up some photos after yeah, this. There's some good stuff. I recommend it. Uh, but what's Fantastic. what is your number seven, Joel? My number seven is Star Wars Battlefront Two. Because Star Wars. Yeah, that's fair. It's pre- it's pretty much it. I mean, and it looks like they're again, like we were talking about Destiny before, like really listening to people and taking on board uh, what fans of the of the game wanted. Uh, it seems like they've done that with with Battlefront Two. Like you mean a story um, mode. Uh, yeah, but that's the biggest one, obviously, is a story mode. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of like you know having access to characters and vehicles and weapons and things from all the movies, basically, and somehow um, against all odds, making the prequels look interesting and fun. I know, right? I oh, can't believe God. it. <laughs> uh, and B, being able to play as Darth Maul—that's pretty fucking awesome. Fuck Darth Maul. He's awesome. Darth Maul's great. He doesn't do anything, Joel. He doesn't. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't get a chance to. The only thing he does is stab Qui Gon Jinn, and that's after missing him about five hundred times. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he was just toying with him. Yeah. Okay. He was just sure. Toying with him. Sure. He was toying with him. Then why I did he get like cut Darth in half Maul. by Obi Wan Kenobi? A Padawan. But now he's. But no. But he's back is as it? like Spider Spider Obi Wan. Uh, no. Spider, um, I refuse. I know it's more. canon. I'm pretty sure it's in like the Clone Wars or something. I don't want to think. Clone Wars, I yeah. don't want to think about Spider Mall. Yeah, Spider Mall. Oh man. my god. Spider Mall. Stop. Spider-Maul. Stop. You stop that. You stop that. <laughs> but Battlefront Two looks great. Yeah, um, it does. I think, like you know, and it sounds like a few of us are going to be getting it, so we'll be able to squad up, and uh, we'll, we'll all be living the Star Wars again. Oh yeah, we, we will live the Star Wars, and I'm I'm excited for it. I, it's every every time I see something new for it, uh, the story the story campaign sounds interesting. Like playing as a as a, a member of the um, of the Empire at like the fall of the Empire, basically. Even if you know that towards like as you progress, you'll be going towards the Rebels side. 
probably. Oh, of course, absolutely. You know where this story is going to go, but yeah. like, it's still interesting the yeah. fact that they're doing a storyline like that. It's um, it's cool, and um, I think her name is Jaina. I think the the woman who's playing the main character in the story. I like her a lot. She's really great. She was great at the EA press conference at E3. Um, she was on a Game Over Greggy show episode, uh, and she was great on that too. She just seems really lovely. Um, so yeah, I'm. I mean, it's what more to say? Like it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars that you get to play. Yeah, and you get to live the Star Wars. So that's why it's number seven. <laughs> uh, all right, Karen. What about number six for you? Uh, number six. First of all, I just realized that we've taken like ten minutes to go through these three. Yep. So I'm going to be a bit more succinct with mine, just to sort of like, yep. not to brush through them, but to sort of get the point across quicker. Yep. So number no. six for me is a little game called Sundered for Sundered. PS4 okay. and PC. Sundered is a game from the developers who made Joton, which if you haven't seen that, is a gorgeous game. But again, I haven't played, but this one sort of seems more up my alley, Joel. Because okay. it is, of course, a part of the Metroidvania genre. Ah. Keeping in theme of the episode. Yes, I love it. Metroid is is on my mind all the time, and especially this episode. <laughs> uh, but the big thing is they they are basically claiming to have made a procedurally generated Metroidvania, which Ooh. is really interesting because the thing about Metroidvanias that I love is the carefully constructed worlds. And I'm interested to see if that can come through in a procedurally generated world. But even if not, it's got a gorgeous art style and the gameplay looks incredibly fun, and I am very excited. It comes out in, like, two weeks, so I'm really excited to cool. get my hands on this. Yeah, I remember seeing something briefly about it, and it looked interesting, and I forgot about it until you mentioned it before, and I went, oh, yeah, actually, that looks that does look That's really good. That's why these lists are good, Joel. I know, right? We're, we're, we're bringing stuff back for each other. Not that we need any more games no, to know about. We do. But, but anyway. we, we have them now. We have more now. <laughs> so uh, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is the sequel to a game I just finished recently, which is Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Um, I, I, Wolfenstein, The New Order blew me away with how great that game is um, and how well done that story is uh, and how much I actually care for BJ Blazkowicz and, and the rest of the crew. I still can't um, believe that they pulled that off. They, they did, and they pulled it off so well. They and did. Com- uh, compared with... Uh, Coupled with the fact that it's the gameplay of the game is really good as well, like it's got surprisingly good stealth. Like for a first-person shooter, it works really well. Being able to throw knives, like that's awesome. Like just clicking the stick, you throw a knife and you do an instant takedown. It's so much fun. Uh, and then like scampering over and grabbing your knife back so you can hide again, so then wait for the next person to come by and shoot and uh, throw a knife at them. Um, but yeah, like the fact that it's set in America. Um, and like you know, BJ's dealing with some stuff, obviously with you know the Nazis still. But it's good old Nazi killing fun. Exactly, yeah, you know, and also the fact that you know he's going to be become a dad to twins apparently because Anya's pregnant, and it's I, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to jump back in that. Um, I'm also interested to see how the game's going to start off after how the end of the first game happens. Without saying anything, but. <laughs> no spoilers. But no spoilers. no spoilers. But yeah, the the way that the the way that the, the new order ends is pretty interesting. So um, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Um, and like I mean, that trailer for E3 was batshit crazy. So I, did, I if still that, if, don't think it was a good trailer. I think they've put out a recut one though. Yeah, there's 
there was that one cut that yeah, really made it weird. It turned the trailer um, into a mess. Which is weird. Yeah. But like I, I think there was enough either side of that cut that made me excited that made me super happy. I mean, like there's a, a soldier dropping acid and taking care of his little pet colourful <laughs> cartoon chameleon. Like what's going on there? Uh and I wanna know. And that's why number six is Wolfenstein to the new Colossus. It's a good What about you, Karen? So number five, isn't it? Option now? Yes. Uh, I, yes. I can I can count down. <laughs> so for me, number five is another Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. It is the Evil Within Two. Ah, of course, a nice little game. Not not directly by Mikami, but you know, I'm I'm obliged to really play any survival horror game that comes out. And exactly. The Evil Within's premise is incredibly interesting. Even if I still haven't finished the first one, I will work on it between now and Halloween. Yeah, I'll I'll try and get back to it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like obviously this game picks up three years after the first one. You play as Sebastian and he's looking for his, presumably, well, he thought his daughter was dead. He's gone looking for her, of course, which can only end well. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's going to be all happy. Horror, that'll be a good time. It's going to end lovely. They're going to, you know, walk over to the sunset together and they're going to eat ice cream. It's going to be all fun. Yeah. But I'm just really excited to see what weird places this game goes to. But my, one of my favorite parts about The Evil Within is when it just is weird and trippy. Mm-hmm. And I think this game could, based on that reveal trailer with the some of those key visuals in that trailer, oh yeah, bring it, it on! Seems like they're, du- they're doubling down on that for sure. Yeah, let's get let's get weird, Tango. Let's yeah, do it. They're gonna get super weird, I think. Yeah, I think they're listening to you. Good, I'm glad. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> honestly that's my number five, just because survival yep. horror. Let's get weird. Let's do it. Of course. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, my number five is Need for Speed Payback. I don't need to say much about this. It's a new Need for Speed game. It looks like Fast and the Furious, and it looks like a lot of fucking fun. I can um, I can hear wallets exploding. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I think, you know, and especially the fact that we've had a new Fast and the Furious movie come out this year. Yes. Um, I think it's, like, perfect timing for that game. I think they're sort of firing on all cylinders, no pun intended. Um oh. I'll, I'll, I'll let it pass. I'll let it pass. I, I honestly didn't mean that. Uh but yeah, I think they're yeah they they've sort of thought this through. I think obviously the game was in development before that movie came out, but they knew it was coming. So I think it was a, it was definitely uh, not just a coincidence that it's coming out when it is. But um, it, like all the stuff I've seen from it so far, it looks like fun. It looks the storyline looks super fucking cheesy, and the dialogue like you know the, the, the fact that the bad guys are called the house, the cartel is called the house, and there is literally a line in the trailer that says that the house always wins, and like. I love it. I'm so in on that, and I'm going to play the shit out of it. So, yeah, there's not much more I can say about Need for Speed Payback, but it's number five on my list of games that I am anticipating. Well, Joel, my number four is Splatoon 2. Oh, lovely. Yep. Reason being a Splatoon 2, if you want to know how excited I am, go back to last week. uh, Yep. When we talk about the direct. Uh, Anytime that game is... I'm playing that game, I'm having fun. I'm just having fun. I love how colorful it is the controls are pretty simple there's enough combat variety where you never really get bored the games are pretty snappy yep and the single player is surprisingly good yeah it is like it's it it does its job as a uh, as a an extended tutorial but it also makes it interesting yeah. and masks it enough that it doesn't feel like an extended tutorial whilst also making it like it feels pretty engaging not quite on the yeah like the lofty levels of 
the Portal franchise, but I think in a similar way no. where you are doing interesting stuff with like the paint and traversing the environments and fighting the bosses and all that. Yep, absolutely. So, yes. And it looks like they're they're doubling down on that again on the in this summer. Yeah. Like I've seen like screenshots and little bits of video of like some of the boss fights, and I'm like, all right, this looks really good. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty keen for Splatoon too. Yeah, and no, I get to play call. it like next week. So I, I was umming and yeah. ahhing about that, but screw it, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't put it in there. I am very excited for it, though. So, very, very excited for it. Uh, my number four, Karen, is Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Number, Again. F- number four, Joel. Yeah, dude. You're going to... Because number three was Mario Rabbit, so number one and two. Number... number, know- number uh, Uncharted is number three for me. Ah, fantastic. So, I mean, there's not much more we need to say about this. It's... I, I keep forgetting that that's coming in August. In, yeah, it's like it's really <laughs> soon, and I every now and then I'll sort of have a moment where I'll go, oh, "I get to play a new Uncharted game soon. That's awesome." And, okay, so that's the thing I want to really focus in on as well. You get to play a new Uncharted game because it seems like this game will be nearly as big as an Uncharted game. Yep, that's yeah. Insane. So apparently, it's, I think they said it's going to be like the, the they're roughly the length of one. That's crazy. Which is about twelve to thirteen hours. I'm so, so I'm like, excited. Done. All right, I'm in. And we get to play as Chloe, like fuck yeah. Spend more time with Let's... Nadine. Exactly. Like it's it's oh, man. you know, it's more of that naughty dog magic and I like I'll never say no to that. They have a best in the biz at cinematic action games. That is Absolutely. Oh. Yep. They and like and good like interesting characters as well. Yeah. That you want to spend time with and talk to and, 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 and care for and you know, mourn the loss of or whatever, you know, it's it's there, they they do what they do well. Whilst also crafting crash. insanely detailed environments that don't need oh, to be yeah. as detailed as they are. And like mind blowing set pieces as yeah. well. Oh, the Just best, the best in the Insane set pieces. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a no brainer there. Yeah. But yeah. It's number four for me. So that's my number three. So. Okay. I guess what's your number three, Joel? My number three was Mario Rabbids. Yeah. Okay. So a two then. Yep, I think my th- number two. I think this is where it's going to get interesting. Okay. <laughs> my number two is Super Mario Odyssey. Right, okay. That's my number one. Uh-huh. I think I know how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, though? Uh, maybe you maybe though? I don't. Maybe I don't, Joel. <laughs> okay. No. But, uh, so, Super Mario Odyssey, Joel. Like, it's, it's the sandbox sort of Mario 64 successor mario game we've been waiting for since like the gamecube yeah i was talking about this earlier in the week with one of my mate with uh with ben actually and uh i was talking to him about it and i was like when this game got announced i was like yeah this looks great i'll play it it's another switch game it's a new mainline mario it's gonna be good okay like when we sort of knew about it and then it got announced like it got announced i was like yep great i'm in but then that e3 trailer rolled around e3 trailer and that changed everything. Like, Possessing dinosaurs and enemies yep. and cars and people and poles. And that music and, and yeah. like... That theme just, song. Just that theme song is amazing. Like, um, I don't know if you've seen Mega64 have done a video in it about it. I saw they posted one, but I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably watch it tomorrow it's, morning. It, it's like a minute and a half long. And it's, it's literally just Rocco running around in a Mario costume, throwing his hat at people. I can't wait. And it's fucking great. Uh, Mega 64 never change. Um, but yeah, like that theme song is just so good. Um, 
these environments look so much fun to explore. It seems like there's so the the more details I keep hearing about this game, like there's going to be no game over screens, which I'm totally okay with. Like, yeah, that's I think fine. it doesn't matter. Like, so I think a, we're beyond game over screen, screens anyway. Yeah, here's the thing of game over screens. Like, whenever I got them in Mario Galaxy or New Super Mario Brothers, whatever, or Mario 3D World, it was just annoying, really. Yep. So yeah, it, cut was, them out. There was it was no need for it. Yeah. Game over screens are are for arcades. That's yeah. that's what they're because it's not like you die and lose all your progress. You just load your save file and no. go back in. So just and they give get you another five lives. It's fine. Yeah, I like the fact that yeah the the the, the coins like losing coins. We dark souls um, now. Exactly. Like it's oh my god. I'm so excited it, for it. That E3 trailer like ha- like shot my hype levels through the roof. And I'm so excited for it now. And I think that's why it's my most anticipated game. Oh man, I cannot wait for it. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, it's not the big countdown for the number one. So, well, uh, not for you, it's not. <laughs> no, oh, no, yeah, for me. Uh, so, my number two game, Kyron, it's motherfucking Golf Story. Golf Story. I don't need to say any more. It's, it's Golf Story. It's fucking Stardew Valley Golf up on the Switch and give it to me and I need it. I need it now. It's mm. that's not how I thought this was going to go. I know that's why when you were like, "Oh, I see how this is going to go," I throwing a curveball in there. I've lost respect for you. <laughs> I know, Karen. I know, and I thought about it, but I didn't want to take this away from you. Well, obviously, number one is Metroid: Samus Returns. Exactly. I was I... gonna. I was, it, I'm very excited for this game, but I knew that it was no, in no way was it going to compete with your hype level for this. So I will be on the front lines fighting for this game as Goaty. Absolutely, like it. The more I saw of it, like the the E3 reveal, as sneaky as it was, was good. Then Mercury Steam were attached, and I got scared. And then mm-hmm. they showed about forty minutes of gameplay, and I got really excited. Mm-hmm. And I heard the sound effects from Metroid Prime. I heard Kenji Yamamoto's soundtrack, some of that familiar Metroid Prime music. And then I saw some of the combat and the excellent like counters and melee moves and holy yeah. shit. This game... The countering thing looks really cool. Yeah, that was one part from Other M that I kind of dug. I did enjoy the combat yeah. in Other M. It was awkward sometimes, but really cool. Yep. I know I that some people, again, the isolation of Metroid is cool and Samus, but I don't feel like Samus is also like a newbie. I think she knows how to kick ass, so I'm completely okay with those moves being in the game. They look really fun. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. No, I am, I am excited for this game as well. I just, part of me wishes it wasn't on the 3DS. That's the only thing I have, the only problem I have with it, really. Joel um, wishing it wasn't a game wasn't on a handheld? No, I just wish it was on the Switch. Okay, here's, but here's the thing. Like, Devil's Advocate, this game's probably been in development for a while. Yeah, of course, yeah. I Like, I, I knew that, that, like, you know, there's there's reasons for it, but it just bums me out a little bit that I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I guess I'll get my 3DS out again. Oh, I mean, I, and that makes me sound like such a fucking first, a first world problems <laughs> dickhead. But, like, yeah, that's, that's how it is for me. Like, I, you know. And I think about all the extra, like, Chozo backstory that can litter through this because Metroid 2 on the mm. Game Boy was it was a Game Boy game so they were very limited right. in what they could do and there's a lot of potential to really open up that game 
the game that bridges the original Metroid and Super Metroid and really just go nuts with it. Like at the end of the game, you're gonna you're gonna find that baby Metroid. Oh, you're gonna find that little are. baby Metroid. It's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a moment. I can't wait to see that little guy. Yeah, no, that's very true. But yeah, I've, yeah, that was. As I was making the list, I'm like, ah, number one is going to be super. No, it's not. It's Metroid. It's Metroid. Get number two, Mario. Sorry, backseat. It's, it's like, uh, look, you know, I, I I, thought about putting it in my top ten, but I thought about, uh, in terms of content for the show as well, I thought about making it our lists nice and That's diverse fair. as well. They were pretty different, honestly. Only a uh, couple of yeah, I, I actually, that was really good, actually. I really liked that. Because um, I, I nearly included battlefront but i was like ah, nah. no no like i mean it's pretty safe to say that all the games that we both mentioned if they weren't on each other's list we're probably going to play those games anyway because yes. they're both we're, we're both pretty interested in like most of the things we had to to bring to the table for that list but yeah definitely um i think it was good to have our own little spin on things um but man i just can can i just have golf story now please uh, if i can have metroid samus returns now Yep. Yes. But I can't, Joel. I can't have it. Why? No, you can. Why are you doing I... this to me? At least yours has a release date. Yeah, it does, but I'm also getting stooged. Oh, you are getting stooged. Don't let me but... go back into the, the special edition debacle. Oh, okay. It hurts. I just want Golf Story. Anyway, I think that's an episode. <laughs> that's fair. I've been ranting on Twitter about it the last couple of days. <laughs> all right let's stick a bow on it joel let's uh, do it good list good top 10 i like it we should good re- times we will revisit that later in the year yes we will 100 percent. just probably just before we do our game of the year i would yeah. say yeah sounds good we'll see we'll see how they held up in retrospect yeah yeah if, if you know golf story could be the like the be all end all of video games for all time <laughs> so you know metroid yeah. samus returns could be the game of forever <laughs> Mario Odyssey could suck. It won't. Oh, though. It's not going to suck. It's not going <laughs> to suck. No, it's not going to suck. Anyone who's played that game so far has said it's fucking amazing. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, but we will call this an episode here, and once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, again, for a pretty light on Newsweek, that list certainly was fun to do. That was yeah. We we got to, we we managed to pull together a pretty yeah. damn good episode. I, actually, you've reminded me of so many games I've had forgotten about. So thank you, yeah, and likewise. also curse you. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, thank you and curse you as well, Karen. Uh, as always, if you want to follow us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook where we are just Dialogue Options. You can throw us a like. You can follow us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can send us a cheeky little email across to dialogueoptions at gmail dot com, or Oh, I mean, not or, or and is what I should say. If you do listen to us on iTunes or any of your podcasting app of choice, just give us a little review if you can. It helps. Give us some stars. I like stars. It does. It, we, we need we need them. We need stars. They're fun. Mario Please. likes stars. He collects lots of stars. Exactly. But currently he collects moons now. Think of all the stars in Odyssey. He collects He collects. There's going to be so many of them, Joel. He collects moons now, Karen. Oh, that's right, he does too. There'll be, there'll be stars. Stars will be in there. <laughs> yeah, there will be somewhere. There'll be somewhere, Joel. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
but yeah, if you want to follow us on our individual social networks, you can find me at Lemon X, where, as I said, I've been ranting about Metroid Samus Returns <laughs> Legacy Edition. It sucks, but I've also been also still tweeting Game of Thrones because holy crap, Joel, that comes back this weekend. Yep, we are mere days away I from it. I am so excited. Uh, oh, yeah. And where can they find you? They can. You can find me at Jolly Mac. Where uh, I've been tweeting about what I've been watching this week. I started watching The Handmaid's Tale. Um, so I'm three episodes in, and it's compelling. I'm um, interested and scared. It's not. I, I highly. I, I recommend watching it. I, I. The only reason I haven't watched more of it so far is because uh, Ash wants to watch it, so I've got to wait for her to catch up the uh, three episodes. Yeah. So I can continue watching. So it's the only reason I haven't continued watching it. Um. It's really good. Elizabeth Moss is fucking excellent yeah. in it. That's she's um, the reason I want to watch it because I loved her in Mad yeah. Men. So um, Alexis Bledel's in it as well. I didn't realize she was in it. Oh, really? Mm, yep, she's another, in it as well. Another character from Mad Men. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, they're both in it, um, and they're both fucking unreal. It's it's a very 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 interesting show. It's on SBS uh, on demand, isn't it? It is. Yes, and that app on the PS4 works really well. I yeah. can attest, attest to that. Um, and I'm also talking about your name still because holy shit, if that movie doesn't fuck me up, um, anytime, anytime I think about that movie, it just, it just does a number on me. Oh, uh, Joel, welcome, oh. welcome to anime. Oh, just, I don't know. It's, there's something about it that like, and I've watched enough anime where I've had emotional attachment to things, but there's just something about that movie that is just, just gets me. Uh, and I think the, it's coming out on Blu-ray really soon, and I just cannot wait to own it and watch it forever. Anyway. You good now? You okay? Yeah, I had to get that out of my system. All right, well, we'll let our theme song by Azure Flux strike, which is get bitches, take us out, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.